a long time ago on a Christmas Eve, not too far away. That's right, two guys getting together, talking about one of the biggest releases of this year. Is this the end of an era? Have we finally seen the end of the Star Wars Skywalker saga? That's what they tell us. And we're going to talk about it. We saw it. Star Wars Episode 9, colon, The Rise of Skywalker. Everyone knows I'm a big Star Wars fan, so did I get a, a rising in my pants watching this? We're going to find out. We're going to find out in mere moments on a very too much information edition of the review review. Oh, Emperor. <laughs> hey, welcome to the review review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big galactic opinions. I am Troy to the Max Extreme. Where's Ray? <laughs> and we are going over Star Wars. We saw a Star War. We did see a Star War. Uh, The Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. We both saw it. We saw it actually together. We did. Very rare occasion these I know. days. I <laughs> saved you a seat. Thank you for that. Yeah. I should get into that. You guys would have been <laughs> fucked. So, went, pre-ordered my tickets. Yeah. Bought my brother's ticket as well. Good. We're going to go see it. Hell yeah. You said, hey, when are you going to go see it? I said, we're going to go see it on this day, on Friday, yeah. at 8.45. You said, I'll be there. And I said, great. <laughs> so what I did. Cool story so far. <laughs> it's a real cool story so far. <laughs> what I did was I bought the tickets on this theater's app. Yeah. And everything looked great. It gave me a little QR code. Yeah. So they go and scan it when I get in there. I get in there. They have no idea how to re redeem my ticket purchase. <laughs> I was there. the The show started at eight forty five. I got to the theater at eight thirty. Yeah. I it took me fifteen minutes in the lobby for them to finally just be like, "Do you just want to follow me in, and I'll just escort you in?" Because the theater was already packed, right? Yeah. And you're texting me like, "Uh, I might have a mob on my hands in a minute here." <laughs> Man, you do not get much more dirty looks when you're in a sold out theater and you're putting your own coat. On two seats, <laughs> and you're just like, ah, he's 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 taking a shit. <laughs> yeah, I was about to take a shit down this guy's throat. That one fucking get the so this manager is like 16 years old, right? Yeah, and he's just probably doing the best he can. It's like the pimple know? pimple kid from it, Simpsons. It is. It really is. <laughs> can I take you in the theater? Oh, uh, do you got the card you purchased this on? Yes, I also have the app of yours that I purchased this on. I was getting pissed. I have an app that says I bought this. <laughs> I have it. I can show you my bank statement. It's already taken out. Anyway, he did everything he could think of. It wasn't working. He called, like, the bosses, the boss of this theater chain, right? And was like... He's having, a, this he's having isn't, dinner with his family. <laughs> this isn't working. Uh... And apparently that theater is the only one in the chain that doesn't, like, get... Got... Having it work yet. 
Well, you bought yours on Fandango, and I, I was like, I tried tried idiot. to use that app, and it didn't work for me. It said that it wasn't available. So then I went to Fandango. Yeah, I deleted that and then reinstalled it, and then I got it to show the actual theater because I got yeah. the same error. Anyway, long story short, there's also like a group of sixteen year olds that came back and said they didn't they wanted their money back because cats sucked. <laughs> I remember you told me that when you got there, and I was <laughs> instantly gratified. So I had to sit first through that, about like how they were trying to get their money back, because they sat through 45 minutes of Cats to realize they didn't like it. It, was like it would take less time than that to realize it sucks. <laughs> Speaking of Cats, that's my first bit of news. Yeah. Apparently it's horrifying, right? Oh, I know. And it's either horrifying or horny. It can't make up its mind on what it wants to be. I mean, it's the words start in kind of the same way. It's doing all of the things, starting with whore. <laughs> uh, Emphasis on the whore. It, it also had a bunch of, uh, maybe not a bunch, but a few flubs in yeah. it, where they forgot to CGI Judy Dench's hands, so she just has her regular human hands. And then also they had to CGI Jason Derulo's package. Because it's so because big. Because it's so big. And it looked weird on a cat. <laughs> Jason Derulo's got that huge dick just ruining cats. <laughs> is that your news? Jason Derulo's huge dick is ruining cats? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. There also was, I guess, people running around in the background with hoodies on and nobody noticed this. So, like... I, I guess this is, like, up for, like, some kind of award for, like, best can't. visual effects, too. No! <laughs> that can't happen! Not when they've got real hands in it. That's not gonna work. So I guess they're gonna redo some of the... C touch up some of the CGI and then re-release the movie to some theaters. Oh, my God. Like, it's too late. Nobody will want to see this the after best. the first initial weekend. This is the best. Well, I told you my idea. What was your idea again? That when this comes out on DVD, we should do it and bring Rita in, since you guys have a history with cats in this area. <laughs> that does sound see, like a, see a very this, good idea. See if this movie really is true to life from what you experience with the garbage cats in our town. And me just stomping a fucking cat to death outside. <laughs> And it's got human hands. <laughs> and this movie like makes you like feel compassionate for them. like, oh wow, I didn't know that that was their plight. Oh my god, that cat had a huge dick. Yeah, that cat had a huge dick. <laughs> I'm gonna be much nicer to garbage cat from now on. Well, yeah. Anyway, so cats. Gus the diaper cat is in this. <laughs> Gustopher. Uh, Gustopher. Gustopher Jones. huge dick. Gustopher. <laughs> <laughs> Bustopher Bones. <laughs> so yeah, I can't uh, I can't imagine ever wanting to watch Cats, but I guess now we're going to do it, huh? Oh man. How about it? Hey, it to make Rita watch it would be worth it. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's Ramundo good... Chaw going ham on well, fucking Yeah. Chaw down. Yeah, on going Chaw on Cats. <laughs> uh so, uh, the DC, uh, series of movies, it's coming out very soon with the Birds of Prey movie. Yes. That one officially is going to be the first rated R DC movie. Oh my God. So what will happen in it? It's going to be 
boobies? Too sexy, maybe? Is there going to be some Jason Derulo penis? Probably. Is it going to be real hands? <laughs> oh, no. Troy. Get out of here. We're only saying R. <laughs> Getting they too handsy. R. You get hands in there. Oh, my God. So look out for that. You know, rated R flick pretty soon. And the last bit of news I got, because it's slow news week. It's yeah. all Star Wars news. Yeah. Uh, did you see the Eddie Murphy SNL? No, but I want to see it. I heard good things. It's pretty good. Yeah, I heard good things. Um, his opening monologue was pretty great. Yeah. He brought out, like, a ton of, like, black legend of comedies, like, in his era. Oh, yeah. Uh, first Tracy Morgan came out. Yeah. To a nice applause from the audience. <laughs> and then Chris Rock came out after that. Then Dave Chappelle came out. Yeah. And then, uh... They're all, like, cracking jokes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, freaking Beck Bennett came out, who's a cast member on SNL right now, and he's, like, one of the lamest white dudes. He's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I just wanted to say... And then Keenan shoves him off stage. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just, like, a bunch of legends of comedy up on there. Yeah. It was it was really good. Sweet. It was good. And then he, uh, like, uh, did a bunch of his old... Like, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. Oh, yeah. I, I heard, like, they did, like, a Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood where it was, like, gentrified. Yeah. <laughs> like, We're going to talk about gentrification. Yeah. I, like, heard, like, a spot from that where, like, they're, like, asking him if, like, they saw their TV that they ordered. And he was like, this is what you do, kids. Well, got I'm black? <laughs> what, you think I stole your TV because I'm black? <laughs> no, 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 no. It works every time. And then he's got their TV up on the wall. And then uh, he uh, reprised his role as Gumby on Weekend Update. Oh, my God. He was Buckwheat in one of the Mass Singer of skits. He, like, did all <laughs> he did all of his old stuff, right? That's fantastic. And, and brought it back. It was good. Uh, it's one of the better ones I've seen so far this nice. season. And it's, like, the last one of the year, too. So it was good. I suggest people go. check it out. Awesome. He was, he was great. Fun. It is fun. <laughs> It's like my favorite go-to now. <laughs> Fun! Fun! <laughs> it's my new catchphrase, everybody. It's catching on. It's catching on. It's catching on. Yeah, it's been it's a slow news week. My, my, mainly just because we had a show like four days ago. <laughs> also that, yeah. That's a that's a thing. Uh Troy, I know you love all that Stephen King shit, especially, like, <laughs> the Stephen King shit that will refuse to stop being remade. Uh-huh. Well, FX yeah. doesn't give a shit about what you think. Okay. Because they are making a limited series remake of Carrie. Great. I thought you were going to say The Shining, and they're going to make that again. <laughs> like, oh, my God. People got to know what Dr. Sleep was about. Okay. All these people going in and seeing Dr. Sleep being like... What did this? What, what this led up to this? Do you see that shit like FX doing like a gritty Christmas Carol? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, like I can't remember who's playing like Ebenezer Scrooge, but it was like it's like a like a gritty, scary Christmas Carol. It doesn't look too bad. That doesn't have to get that much farther to be just scary. Oh, I know. Like when <laughs> Death shows up at the end, it's pretty goddamn scary. <laughs> There's even, like, just Jacob Marley rattling chains around is scary enough. That's true. <laughs> you know, ghosts meeting you in your bedroom while you're safe and sleeping. Yeah. 
But I, I guess like Jacob Marley's like played like by like a woman in it or something, and like mm-hmm. I don't know. A woman. Okay, hold on, Troy. <laughs> I know you tried so hard to cancel us last week. Let's, <laughs> let's pull back a little bit. All right, all right. <clears throat> uh, speaking of Christmas Carol, Troy, uh-huh. Guillermo del Toro uh-huh. came out with what he believes is the best version to film oh. of the Christmas Carol. What do you think it is? Uh, is it a live action one? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> he thinks that the best version of the Christmas Carol that's out on, on, in film is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, that surprises me. <laughs> Good. Good for Guillermo. Yeah. But like, it makes sense. Cause like, wasn't like Michael Caine, like Ebenezer Scrooge in that. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't Michael, think I've... Michael Caine. Michael Caine. I don't think Marco. I've ever seen the Muppet Christmas Carol. I remember being pretty good. If I have, it's been forever ago because I don't remember much of it. <laughs> hmm. The only one that I can ever recollect is the Jim Carrey animated one of the Christmas Carol. Yeah. And I know I, there's this one that we watched, I think, in like one of our literature classes... It was a live action one. Yeah. And just speaking of the scary one in general, because it like took itself rather seriously. Mm-hmm. Like even like the ghost of Christmas present when he like opened up his robes and like starving children were his legs or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> it's like, what is this story? How is this supposed to be a good ending? <laughs> you really have to bring the, the audience down to be like, oh, everything's fine because I gave you a goose. <laughs> a cooked Christmas goose. Oh, shit. <laughs> I always liked the movie Scrooged with Bill Murray in it. Yeah. Did you ever see that? I've seen it, but it, like, I don't think that ever made it in like its rotation of my uh, family's Christmas stuff. So I've only seen it like maybe one time ever. What were like some... Because it's the Christmas time of the year you know yeah. christmas eve when this oh, is yes. coming out yeah is there any like movies that your family always watched uh no not really like we usually like if we we're gonna watch a movie like on christmas it'd be like something that like just came out or like something oh, that yeah. somebody got for christmas yeah on dvd or video or something but me and molly are making it a thing now where we're, we watch singing in the rain every year on christmas yeah. oh okay my family always watched uh, the Grinch animated one. Yeah. Like on Christmas or uh, like Christmas Eve. And then there's like a few things that my dad like taped off TV <laughs> that I was able to find on DVD. <laughs> so I gave him a gift of it and I bought one for myself. And it's like a weird claymation Christmas special where like California raisins like sing <laughs> Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and shit. So like now if I don't get those two in. Around Christmas time, I feel like I'm negligent. <laughs> but I always watch those two things. Yeah. But I never got into, like, watching, like, It's a Wonderful Life or... No, I haven't either. Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. My mom was more of, like, into Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. But, like, I always find those two, like, really boring. Yeah. Molly's not the biggest fan of Christmas movies, so that we, we just kind of made it a thing where, like, well, we'll just do... Anything Sing else. in the Rain. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, I, don't know. I can't really think of like a major Christmas movie that we like made like a staple when I was growing up as a kid. I watched Home Alone all the time. Yeah, 
Uh, Kelsey loves watching Elf. I'm kind of sick of Elf. Yeah. Yeah. I can only watch it, like, once a year, so good thing it only comes around <laughs> once. Yeah, good thing it's a seasonal movie. <laughs> but... I'm just there you just go. a question for it. what's what's everyone else's favorite Christmas movies yeah, out there? Hit us, us up know. on the Twitter. Let us know. Die Hard. <laughs> oh God damn it! Just open up a huge can of worms. <laughs> uh, Troy, you brought up Eddie Murphy uh-huh. as SNL came out, um, but he was also on uh, Jimmy Fallon. Okay, spilling some hot goss from his career. All right, and he brought up the one role that he wished he never turned down. That he was offered. What do you think it was, Troy? It's very odd. James Bond. <laughs> no. <laughs> Apparently he was offered the uh, Bob Hoskins role in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And really? he turned it down. Really? Yeah. Huh. I would have never guessed that. No. Now, I, but I can't see it without Bob Hoskins now. I know. Like, Bob Hoskins like perfect for it because he's got like that... That build of, like, a 1950s, like, yeah. film noir-type detective. Right. Man, that'd be a different movie. <laughs> It'd be, like, a completely different movie. <laughs> My goodness. So, yeah. Something something to think about. I will think about it. And, uh, yeah, I almost have, like, almost no, like, substantial news this week. The only other thing I have is uh, apparently Ant-Man 3 is going to introduce the next big Avengers villain. Oh my god. I don't know how or why, but it's just a rumor that's out there. Well, what can they do in Ant-Man that they can't do in anything else? Uh, Get real small. That's true. They're gonna go fight a bug. <laughs> Ooh, a bug uh, that gets bigger. Yeah. And runs Like Men in Black style. Like Antony. <laughs> A few minutes you won't even be madder. <laughs> uh okay. I'm trying to think of like some microverse villain, but I can't think of anything right now. Hmm. Okay. There you go. Okay. But Troy, uh I just that's all my news, but I did discover I have a bit. I oh, forgot I even had this. Sugar. So uh got a little bit here real quick, so we gotta Dig up old, old Neil's bits. Old Neil's bits. People dying, it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neil's bits. Troy Dyne. <laughs> it's going to be like, Jesus, not done yet. <laughs> Dying at 84 uh-huh. years old. The uh, coach of the T.C. Williams High School football team, Herman Boone, passed away. Now, who, you don't know who I, that I is. Don't. It is the character that Denzel Washington portrayed in Remember the Titans. Oh. All right. Okay. The real life dude. The real life dude. The real life dude. Well, that's a crying shame. Mm-hmm. My mom fucking loves that movie. Really? She? I could see her mom. When it came out, she she would bring it up all the fucking time. 
it's so good. Your mom loves sports. She does. <laughs> Everyone in my family loves sports. I'm like the only person in my family that doesn't love sports. Sometimes I laugh to myself because I remember you talking about uh, going to family functions. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, let's put the game on. Where it doesn't yeah. even matter yeah, what it is. Yeah, just put the game on. Everybody <laughs> like... put the game on. The game on. The game's on. It doesn't matter what the game is. Just put it on. <laughs> makes me laugh. I think about it to myself quite often. I think about it fucking too. <laughs> well, uh... Troy, that leads us into our Terminator movies. And last I saw, it was tied. Let me pull it up again real quick. If it's still tied, we're gonna... Yep, it's still tied. Which means we have to use the Sea Danger tiebreaker vote. Yep. And she hates us. Because that means we're going to be adding Dude, Where's My Car, beating fucking Nightcrawler. <laughs> that one's on Sea Danger. You can that blame it on, on her. her. She's the tiebreaker vote. Well, and, and you fuckers that voted it up so that it did tie. It's uncalled for. Bunch of candy asses. <laughs> That's unnecessary. So there you go. Dude, Where's My Car... Moves on in the tournament alongside uh, Bambi, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Gone in 60 Seconds, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Happening, and The Birdcage. Yes. So there you have it, which means we have one more first round match. And uh, it's fitting because we brought up Eddie Murphy oh. a lot. One of them is an Eddie Murphy film. Oh, okay. And uh, another one is, uh, well, the first one is from 2006, and it, it features a, a museum. Okay. And the one from 1996 is the one that stars Eddie Murphy. Okay. And is one of these Night at the Museum? It is Night at the Museum. <laughs> okay. 2006 was Night at the Museum. Uh, the one from 96 with Eddie Murphy. Which one do you think that is? 96. One of the people that was on stage with them on SNL is also in this movie. Is it uh, the Nutty Professor? It is the Nutty Professor. Great. Well, women be shopping Dave Chappelle. <laughs> with his friggin' shit locks? With his shit locks. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodnight, Reggie. Yeah, Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. Ah, <laughs> uh, Great. I was just talking about the Nutty Professor with somebody the other day. Yeah. I can't remember. I think it was like when Chelsea's little sister was out for Thanksgiving. Because I don't think she's ever seen the Nutty Professor or the Clumps. Because she was talking about Norbit for whatever reason. <laughs> and like, Norbit? She's like, yeah, he plays like a bunch of different characters in it. Like, if you're going to watch anything... You're yeah. going to need to watch The Clumps or The Nutty Professor where he plays his whole family. Oh, Nutty Professor is way better than The Clumps. I don't remember The Clumps. I couldn't remember if he did more people in The Clumps or The Nutty Professor. I think he's the same amount of people. Same I mean, amount of it's people. Just, they're more prevalent in The Clumps, which kind of takes away like <laughs> the mystique of it. The Clumps. like Just say like Clumps. Yeah. I mean, like... It doesn't 
work when you're trying to play out dramatic scenes like dressed as like a middle-aged woman right as eddie murphy but he's like trying to like he's trying to like pull off this tour de force like trying to play out like this husband and wife whose marriage is on the rocks and he's playing both characters (laughs) and they're both like old as shit yep it's, it doesn't work. In a movie called The Clumps. In a movie called The Clumps. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Eddie Murphy. <laughs> the Clumps. So, Night at the Museum yeah. versus The Nutty <laughs> Professor. What? What's your pick for this one, Troy? You know, I don't think I've ever seen Night at the Museum. Really? Was it good? Have you seen it? Uh, I vaguely remember it. I, from what I remember, it's good. Yeah, so Robin like, Williams as uh, as Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, I thought. I mean, I thought it was like more of like a thing aimed at kids. And like 2006, I would have been in college. Yeah, so I wouldn't have probably even cared much about this. Yeah, like it's definitely aimed more towards a younger audience. But I I think there was things in there that I liked. Okay. All right. I'll probably go for Nutty Professor to be fully <laughs> honest, but uh, yeah. Yeah, Nutty Professor. So so with those two, just to get a feel for you, Troy, which one are you favoring the most out of what... This is the last one, so these are all the movies that are available for Terminator Movies 8. We got The Birdcage, The Happening, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Gone in 60 Seconds, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Bambi and Dude, Where's, Where's My Car, as well as our last first-round match of Night at the Museum versus... Uh, the Night professor. professor. Probably Raiders. Maybe Bambi. Maybe Bambi. Ooh, that was that took me off guard. I mean, it's a classic. Yeah. And I'm like trying to go up against all these other ones. Maybe the Ninja Turtles one. Yeah. I would say like those would be like the top tier ones. Okay. So that nin- I'm thinking are gonna at least go farther. Yeah. Ninja Turtles, Raiders, or Bambi are the ones you're kind of looking at. For right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I can tell you it's not going to be Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> or The Happening. We'll see. Never The Happening. I mean, we want to see what that guy thinks of those hot dogs. <laughs> I mean, we're on the edge of our seat. I can't wait. He loves the shape he of He loves them. the shape. <laughs> he loves the shape, and they're full of protein. That's right. It's a real line in that movie. It's a real line in the movie. Fucking stupid. Spends like a good 30 seconds talking about hot dogs. (laughs) Got some hot dogs for the road. Stupid. (laughs) Stupid. Mark Wahlberg's a scientist. That's right. So. They're doing so many things right in that. They're doing so many things. (laughs) So many, so many things. (laughs) Uh, Well, do you want to talk about some trailers before we... Oh, shoot. Duh. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I almost skipped over them. Matters is I didn't have any down. Even though I saw a bunch came out, I... uh, Complete transparency. We're recording on a different day today, obviously, right? Yeah. So, uh, I forgot you were coming over today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Even though we talked about it earlier this morning. Yeah. I got home, and Chelsea, like, comes home, like, a few hours later... It's like, hey, when's uh, when's Joel coming over? I'm like, I forgot that he was. <laughs> and so I did not prepare 
the the pre segments of the show as much. That's okay. That's why I'm here. So Thank I'm here, you, Troy. Thank well, you. Uh, given that we've had such fewer days than we usually have for shows, they came out with like three trailers. Yeah. That are probably worth talking about. Uh, one in particular that I saw is a movie called Downhill. Uh huh. With a Will Ferrell and Julia Louise Dreyfus. Uh huh. Where they play uh, a married couple that seems to be pretty strong. They have kids already. Mm-hmm. Until on a skiing trip, there's an avalanche where uh, Will Ferrell, who plays the father, runs away and leaves them to be killed in this avalanche. It, it ends up being a false alarm. Nothing really happens. But then it like makes Julia Louise Dreyfus be like, who the fuck am I married to? <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of turns into a... Into a whole thing from there good deal good so deal it seems like an interesting premise all right i'd like to see that combo on the screen yeah see how that works yeah i think it'd be interesting yeah for sure so uh downhill downhill it looks like the comedy version of marriage story <laughs> great <laughs> and uh, another one i saw is um the uh trailer for uh fuck what's his, that fucking director's name Chris um, Nolan. No, not Chris Nolan. That one's later. <laughs> um, Guy Ritchie. Guy, Guy Ritchie. Ritchie's newest movie, The Gentleman. Okay. Which uh, star-studded cast. Oh my! Gosh. Got uh, Matthew McConaughey in there. Uh-huh. Got Hugh Grant, which like he's playing such a slimy character. I thought he was uh, fucking uh, Gary Oldman at first. <laughs> Because Gary Oldman's so slimy. Well, dude, you see this trailer. Like, he looks exactly like Gary Oldman in this. Okay. All right. But that, and got Charlie Hunnam's in there. Okay. Got, uh, who's that one Asian dude that's, like, making waves from Crazy Rich Asians? Uh. He's in there. His name escapes me, yeah. but I know his face. He's in there. It's a whole, just a whole bunch of people in this. Charlie Hunnam is a Guy Ritchie boy. I know. All of his stuff. He's adopted him as his own. <laughs> but it, it looks kind of like the same fare throughout all Guy Ritchie movies. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. All right. All right. I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, we will. We'll see how, how that turns out. And uh, the last trailer I have is the newest trailer for Christopher Nolan, Tenant, which uh, stars uh, Denzel Washington's kid. Mm-hmm. I uh, can't remember his name, but yeah, he's in it. Great. And uh, I still have no idea what it's about. It's supposed to be time travel. Yeah, it looks like time travel. But there's and there's some crazy like visuals in there. So uh, I'm going to check it out because I'm still a fan of Chris Nolan. This is the one where uh, my father-in-law... He, so he works for the airlines, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. And, like, the around the airline where he works, they they have, like, a hangar that they don't use anymore. Yeah. And they spruced it up to make it look somewhat newer and had, like, this old decommissioned plane and just ran it through the hangar, <sighs> like, where he works. So he would send me photos. He'd just send me shots oh, that's cool. of the progress on it all the time throughout this whole production. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, it was pretty cool one day. It was just up, and then the next day came to work, and they just tore that shit down. And I guess what I didn't know, too, because, like, a few of their runways are a bit, like, 
just older, like are crumbling a little bit. Uh-huh. So like, not only did they pay to clean all that stuff up, but they also cleaned up, like they paid to like repave the runways Holy shit. while they were there too. And I, they were like, oh shit, cool. Cause it's like an older, smaller airport that he works at right yeah, now. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So I was like, oh really? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Anytime they usually come through and like have to wreck shit, they usually clean up and like give you a little perk for filming there. That's badass. I'm like, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. <laughs> Try and get in touch with Hollywood, see if they'll blow up your house for you. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> but yeah, this is the one I wanted to check out, and I didn't realize it was up until right before yeah. the show. It looks interesting. I, I definitely want to check it out when it comes out. Okay. Yeah, I I do too. Any Chris Nolan thing. Oh, yeah. He, he's about the only person that can do like something original. And like all of his... All of, like, his practical effects in there, like, they, they look practical. They don't look CG at all. Mm-hmm. Like, they show, like, a car gets overturned in this, and you can tell it's a real car. Like, you can even, like, see, like, the windows busting out and, like, the the windows, like, the glass from the windows, like, bouncing all over the road. Whereas, like, you can tell he legit flipped a real car. <laughs> Good deal. So, yeah, I I'm, I'm definitely want to check this out. It comes out this summer, too. Ooh. I think it's, like, July. Oh, all right. Good deal. So there you go. Let's check it out. Tenant. Tenant. Uh, that's it. That's all, Roy. Well, I think that'll put us right smack dab at the right, top of right the, the hour. Right at the top? We're at the top. We're at the top, babe. We're at the, we're at the main event of the evening yeah. here. End of an era, some would say. <sighs> Closing the book. Closing the book. On the Skywalker saga. Yeah. We have... We'll never... Nothing from that will ever be addressed ever again. Not one thing. (laughs) At all, ever. They'll never capitalize on anything that was popular in that ever again. Don't even think about it. Disney always keeps their word on shit like that. That's right. It is over. (laughs) Done. Never again to be opened and examined. Never to ever happen again. Not ever! Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker came into our lives December 20th, 2019, with an estimated $200 million budget. Oof. Domestically, as of the 22nd, it has made $177.3 million. Yeah. Worldwide making $376.1 million. Yes. So, it's doing okay for its first initial weekend, but yeah. still a little light than yeah. what its estimates were. Yeah, like a lot of these Star Wars movies, they pretty much make money in spades on that first weekend. Yeah. I guess it didn't do super gangbusters in China because China doesn't care about Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I was listening to something earlier today and they were saying in the 70s and 80s, they never got Star Wars like imported to them. Oh. And so they have no nostalgia for it <laughs> at all. So they do not give a shit about Star Wars. <laughs> so it's a good, uh, I guess, a good uh, rule of thumb, I guess, to see like how popular something is if mm-hmm. it was never released in China. <laughs> uh, Ron Tomatoes. Now, I try to get a bunch of different scores for this because they're yeah. kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, if you haven't heard already, it's getting mixed reviews. Very mixed, like all over the board. So, Ron Tomatoes has this at 56%. Yeah. 
IMDb 7 out of 10, Metacritic 53%, oh, Common Sense Media 3 point or uh, 3 out of 5 stars. Oh wow. Suitable for ages 11 and up. Oh, fantastic. Uh Gone with the Twins. Oh yeah. 7 out of 10. Ooh. Joe Blow 6 out of 10. Shit. And uh Google uh Google users have this at a 3.6 average out of 5. Okay. Uh, that's, that's kind of the gamut I got there. So nothing super, I mean, Metacritic is probably the most damning score there Mm -hmm. at 53%. Rotten Tomatoes is an aggregate, so that's just a weirder score. Yeah. But everything else is like in the higher ranges between like a 60 to 70%. Yeah. Uh, I was going to check out to see what the scores were for everything, but then I was like, this isn't like the end of its run yet. So I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, but we want to be fair to star Wars, Troy. I'm trying to, I'm giving this on a fair shake. (laughs) What, uh, what, 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 what here happened? Spoiler free. What hit here happened? What here happened in uh, a rise of the Skywalker? Well, not much of a spoiler if you've, if you've seen the trailers, but uh, apparently, the Emperor is back, and people are losing their shit. Yeah. So much so that Kylo Ren, with no one to call a master after the Last Jedi, decides to seek him out, while Rey continues her training to become. Who could possibly be the most powerful Jedi ever? And if she does, what will happen if Rey and Kylo Ren face off one more time? <laughs> one with last time. the possible backing of the Emperor behind Kylo Ren and the possible um, being just a full-out badass <laughs> of Rey. That's right. Who will stand tall? When this is all said and done. Who will stand tall? Tune in and find out. That's right. Uh, so being that it is uh, hit with a bit of mixed reviews, yeah. I went in there uh, knowing no plot points. Yeah. But, I mean, you can't help but not hear, like, anywhere a Star Wars movie comes out, like, yeah. its critical response. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they did a pretty good job of... Especially with the trailers, like, really leaving the dark on, like, what it's going to be about. Right. And that's what I really appreciate about, like, some Abrams stuff. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm getting texts from my wife to go peek at my son to see if he's still sleeping. Okay. Don't pause it this I'm not going to pause it. <laughs> but, uh... Fill, I just need to peek around the corner. I'll be All right. right back. I'll fill time. But, uh, yeah, I've been a lot of mixed reviews on this. Uh, people being very critical, even more so critical than uh, Last Jedi, which I was surprised about because it seemed like uh, Last Jedi took a different direction, and that's what kind of made people very, uh, very weary of it. And We're with, all good. with this, it felt like, like they tried to go back to what worked before, and it just made people even madder. <laughs> I think well, I think it's like twofold. Yeah. Um. So, I think it's about as getting as much heat as Last Jedi did when it yeah. came out. Yeah. Um. So. They're they're they can't be the the proponents against it. Yeah. 
are pretty much saying like, well, this like undid everything Last Jedi did that undid everything The Force Awakens did. Oh yeah. So you can't you can't win. Yeah, I uh, guess that's probably the most frustrating thing about this trilogy is it just felt like two directors were just battling each other. Right. And this initially wasn't supposed to be directed by Abrams. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be directed by Trevorrow? I think so, yeah. And then he dropped out for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I read a thing where like somebody said that uh, this trilogy is like if two people were doing improv and somebody said, hey, we're in an ice cream shop. And the other person said, no, we aren't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, do, <laughs> I do see that argument. Yeah. Like... Going in, so, going into, like, The Force Awakens, right? Yeah. Regardless if you think it's um, kind of uh, reductive and, the like, a, a, just a rehash of The New Hope. Yeah. I do think that's what this franchise needed to spur it again. Mm-hmm. Something familiar yeah. and, like, adding a little bit new to the fold, and yeah. then you're off to the races, right? Yep. Yeah. So, with that, they've kind of set out and sprinkle little things here and there so it can, like, grow. Yeah. And when it got to The Last Jedi, they subverted a ton of expectations of what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But then this come around again for The Rise of the Skywalker, it felt like they started over again. Kind of, yeah. So, not, not so much they started over, but tried to end it again. Because I... If you look at, like, The Last Jedi, it it's almost an ending. Yeah, in a way. And it does leave some things open and yeah. still to continue. Mm-hmm. But then, like, a lot of plot threads just ended. Yeah. And you didn't really need to pick up on those so much. No. And they try to do some in this. Granted, they, like, fold some more... I'm trying to, like, dance around some details here to not spoil it. Yeah. But they, they try to add some more... Uh, wrinkles to some of those storylines when they could have just left the, them alone yeah. and not have to do as much, I guess, in this third movie. Mm-hmm. Where, where I guess Abrams felt the need to maybe, I don't know, maybe it just differed so much from his initial, like, hey, this is what I kind of wanted to do, even though he wasn't going to do the third one at all yeah. <laughs> to begin with. Yeah. Maybe that just irked him a bit and yeah. decided, like, well, I need to throw in as much as my stuff that I thought I could wanted to throw yeah. in here. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of stuff where they do a lot in this last movie where it felt like yeah. it felt like J.J. Abrams was making the two movies he wanted to make after <laughs> yeah. after The Force Awakens in yeah. some way. I Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, downfall of it, I think, it is that it makes the movie pretty hectic. And I don't think some it things does. get to get to really breathe and get to know a few things that maybe you were looking forward to sometime during this trilogy. Yeah. Like, the first 30 minutes of this are very frantic. Oh, yeah. I wanted to even look over at Dinosaur Neil and I'm like, I just want him to stop for a second. <laughs> so I get to, like, know... I know, like once, anything going on. Yeah, here. once they find something, then they're like, "We got, we got to go get it." Like, yeah, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, take a little bit. So, the uh, opening of, not this. I'm not tr- going to spoil this, but the opening starts out with a Kylo Ren bit, and you kind of see what he's up to, yeah. and then you kind of jump to Poe and Finn, 
Yeah. And they're having like their own little quick adventure really quick. Mm -hmm. And they do a a fun thing with like the Millennium Falcon right at the beginning. Yeah. But with that, I felt like as much jumping around as they did there. I'm like, that's what the beginning of this movie feels like. Yeah. Where it's trying to like, Oh yeah. Not even one of those jumps. Yeah. It's not even that they're trying to like set something up. Like the visuals of it are really cool. Yeah. But I'm like, just stay put for a second. Like the beginning of, and it's an unfair comparison, but like the beginning of, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. They're on just exploring Hoth. Oh, yeah. For a long time. Mm-hmm. Where in this, they're like in four different locations oh, in the yeah. first within the, within 30 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> within 30 minutes, they're like, oh, we found this. Let's go here. We found this. Let's go here. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it was exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> the first 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but you do get to like meet everybody again. And did they introduce anybody new? Like, right at the beginning? I don't think Not so. Not right at the beginning. They do have new characters that they have spread throughout. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of odd that they would introduce such new characters that, like, they don't have, like, a prevalent part, but enough right. of a part where it's like, I feel like we should have gotten to know you way sooner than this. Yeah. And maybe it's, I don't even know if it's, we can talk to him about it in spoilers, yeah. but it's. It's not like the biggest deal, but it, they played enough of a part in this where they felt like they should have been more important than what they were built up as. Yeah. Um, Ray is continuing her Jedi training in yeah. this. Yeah. So, at, like, she's just coming right off of Last Jedi and revamping her skills. How long of a gap is there between that and this? I, I don't know. That, but that's what I like about this is that it's more ambiguous to what the time frame is. Whereas, like, The Last Jedi, it's, like, right after The yeah. Force Awakens. Right. So then it's, like, so there's no, you can't, anything that happens, you can't try and explain away with, oh, well, probably a lot of time has passed since then. It's like, no, they they show you the scene. Like, <laughs> yeah. the scene that ends right. The Force Awakens. Almost scene one, where it's like you can't even try and make up in your mind that right. a lot of time's gone by. So like a lot of like the more powerful shit Ray does is like, well, how did you know how to do that? You been like, yeah. <laughs> you went from like not knowing shit to now you can like do all this crazy shit. And I know that you haven't had a lot of training because like we've seen everything that you've done so far. Yeah, I I don't want to say though like a ton of time has passed. A year maybe. Maybe. At most, like, it doesn't seem like a lot of people are, like, aged or anything or, like... Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm I not even really sure. Yeah. Not that it's a huge... Well, it's... I do have a question on that because... Mostly because of the training Ray is getting. Yeah. Um... I want to... I'll save it for we'll, spoilers. We'll save it. We'll save it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's just like a lot of stuff yeah. that I probably should. Like, there's not a lot of shit you can really say in terms of story that will not give shit away. Right. So, but, I guess overall, as a movie... Yeah. Um, as a... Just the way the movie is put together, I would say this one, I feel, is like the least polished. As just a yeah. general movie. Okay, yeah. I can I can say that. I can um, see that. It 
it feels frantic, and I don't know if that comes down to like just the script or maybe the editing. Maybe it's. I feel like it's a bit ch- choppy and all over the place. Yeah. Um, I don't think the. I, there's a lot of people in this script. Yeah. And I don't feel like some get their due. And I don't know if it was necessary to add new characters, even though like the new characters don't add a whole lot to the script, but they do yeah. just take up, you know, screen time, which mm-hmm. could have been used for something else. Yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of like the gist of what I want to say, I guess, like spoiler free stuff. Okay. Um, anything you want to add? Because we could just jump. We should just jump yeah, right into spoilers. Yeah, just jump right into spoilers. But uh, I will say right off the bat that I'll probably be biased in this because for me personally, this is probably like some of the most fun I had in a movie in a long time. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It it just, all the shit that they did in this kind of like re, re, reawoke like how I felt when I was watching Star Wars growing up mm-hmm. and like... Uh, this one, unlike The Force Awakens, like they do a lot of shit that all Star Wars Star Wars movies have done before. But in this, they do enough different stuff where I don't feel like I'm watching the same movie over again. It's just like the shit that I've seen before, but it's not like laid out in the exact same way as like The Force Awakens was to like A New Hope. Yeah. But this felt like the first movie in a long time. Star Wars wise, where it's like laid out exactly like a Star Wars, like any Star Wars movies movie is, but it, I, it's not the same beats. And yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with that. I can agree with that. Like, granted, like, yeah, it's frantic in parts, and there are some things that don't make sense. But man, I was just, I felt like a kid again watching this. Okay, <laughs> and I had I, a lot of fun. I will agree, like as frantic as i did think it was there were some moments that i'm like oh that's an interesting moment or that's like an interesting like idea i would have never yeah have thought of that that's pretty cool yeah like uh i'll bring up a moral and spoilers and stuff but i actually went back and rewatched the last jedi to try and get my idea about like what i didn't like about the last jedi that i liked about this especially like it feels like people are being way more critical of this than they were last jedi and I remember people not even really liking The Last Jedi that much when it came out. Yeah, I was just on Twitter right before we started recording. And there's like a thank you Ryan Johnson hashtag trending. And I'm like, what is happening? Dude, is this and like, like everyone was shitting on The Last Jedi when it came out. Yeah. And now it's just like, oh man, I was always on his side. Like, bullshit! <laughs> Just like you the... shat so fucking hard on The Last Jedi. It's just like the people now that like say they love the prequels. Yeah, these bandwagon fucking jumping motherfuckers. It's yeah. like, dude. Like, going back and watching it, it still has its problems. I I think Last Jedi is more problematic. But I think it's more problematic in like where I think it's like that whole thing of like uh, Fast and Furious, like watching that. Like I, I, I think it like it helped me scope what i feel like is a movie i can get behind uh-huh where like the fast and furious movies that we watched where the characters do dumb shit i automate i get I, I get taken out of it almost immediately but like if the environment's stupid i can still stay in it because it's like oh well the characters are just they're just doing what the environment's presenting to them yeah and i can get i can still get behind them mm-hmm. even if the movie's dumb mm-hmm. 
Because, God, Last Jedi, people do some dumb fucking shit in, that le- in The Last Jedi. <laughs> and I, I get, it's frustrating. Uh-huh. Like, people you're supposed to, like, do heinous, terrible shit. Uh-huh. But I'll, we'll, we'll get more into it as we go on. I would love to hear you go on more about The Last Jedi, because I did not go back and rewatch it well, before it. So, like, all the shit with, with Poe Dameron in the, in the Last Jedi, especially in the first scene... He does all this shit where he orders people to kill themselves. Uh-huh. And then as soon as he gets out of there, he's like, they were heroes. Or like, no, they were doing what you told them to do. You're a fucking sociopathic warmonger. <laughs> they lay down on their sword for you. Yeah, and this movie tries to present him as, oh, he just he just doesn't understand that sometimes you just have to back away from a fight. But it wasn't his fight. He's alive. <laughs> <laughs> the people that he ordered to go into battle for him, they're dead. Uh-huh. So he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> but this movie never seems to get that through its mind. They just still present him as like the fun-loving, like, oh, when's he going to learn? Right. Like He has so many people's lives on his blood, on his hands. <laughs> and the movie never addresses it and ignores it completely. Blood on his hands. It's it's so fucking it's so frustrating. And then all that shit with, I think it's just all the post shit that I can't get behind. Cause like there's that, and then there's the whole thing where when Leia's knocked out of commission and the her like second in command is doing all this shit without any explanation, and Poe Dameron's like, "What the fuck is happening?" And she's like, "I don't need to tell you." Uh-huh. To where he starts a mutiny. <laughs> and then they fucking stop him and then after they stop him then that's when leia comes to and then her and her second in command are just like oh, he's got a lot of fight in him like, he started a fucking mutiny <laughs> i totally forgot about all of this he started a fucking mutiny and then when they go through their plan it was like that could have taken five seconds like he's and like they're orchestrating all this shit behind the scenes like, almost undermining this plan that they had. That they're just refusing to tell anybody because, hey, it'd be a fun twist at the end. Right. Or it's like, yeah, okay. You can you can make a complaint about The Rise of Skywalker that it's predictable. But it's better than being fucking stupid. Where people are being stupid just so they have something that they, they, they can reveal at the end. Yeah. Like, war's supposed to be predictable because... You're supposed to know what the fuck's going on while uh-huh. you're doing what you're doing. But fucking Ryan Johnson does all this shit where it was like, hey, but you didn't see that coming. And I was like, yeah, you know who else didn't see that coming? The people that are trying to fucking do their jobs <laughs> fighting a war. <laughs> and it makes everyone seem like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Subverting <laughs> every expectation in that I don't think was the greatest no. plan and even the shit with uh, Finn and Rose when they're on that uh, casino planet. Yeah. They do that whole shit where they have to get these, they have to get this code breaker. Right. They need this fucking code breaker. Otherwise, everyone that they ever knew or loved is dead and the yep. resistance is gone forever. Yep. But instead of fucking treating that mission like it's a life or death situation, we need to get it done as soon as possible. They set a bunch of horses free. <laughs> yeah. And then the horses, like sound the alarm on them to that caused security to come out and blow up their ship. So they have no way to get off the fucking planet. And then at the end, they're like, Oh, well it was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> you fucking, 
you fucking let a bunch of horses loose and fucking completely ended your resistance and your movement that you've been giving your life towards for almost for so fucking long. <laughs> but no, there's like nine horses that are free that weren't free before. So I feel pretty good about myself. Totally worth it. God, it's just shit like that. It's so fucking stupid. Everyone in that movie is so fucking dumb. Yeah. Uh. Well, do you want to get into spoilers for this movie? Yeah. Let's so get into spoilers to for this. Talk again about the Last Jedi. And like going back and watching Last Jedi, I I like it. Like that last hour is probably my favorite out of like almost any Star Wars movie. That whole last hour is fucking awesome to watch. Okay. But there's so many character motivations that make no fucking sense just for the sake of, ha, that was a fun moment, right? Yeah. But you didn't see that one coming. Yeah. All that shit's in there. Yeah. Yeesh. <laughs> uh, the one, so now that we're in spoilers, uh, the reason I ask like, how much time took place between Less Jedi and this is to, like, ask how much uh training ray has had because yeah. luke is dead yeah and i guess is being trained by leia yeah but she's not like a jedi master no she got some training though like they showed that she was trained by luke it's just that after her training was done she was like eh, this isn't for me yeah uh but ray is like way like i so, like, when Last Jedi came out, yeah. a lot of people were on her case as being, like, a Mary Sue. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't feel like it was that bad in The Last Jedi. But in this, I'm like, she is way overpowered. Yeah. In this movie. And, I don't know. In a way, I can kind of explain that away just with, like, how... Th- what you find out she is. Yeah. And that is also one thing that I'm just like, also on the fence about. I'm not quite sure how I still think about that. Well, I've got a guys buckle up because (laughs) old JT's got one of his crackpot theories (laughs) coming up. Uh, (laughs) let me finish my thought here. So like they add a few new force powers to this as well. Yeah. And I think they kind of break the universe. Yeah. Were you a fan of them? Like, they tease one in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Where uh, Kylo Ren is trying to reach out to Rey and he pulls his hand back and it's wet. Or was that in Last Jedi? That was in Last Jedi. They had, that was like their whole thing where they had that connect, that bond between each other. So it's kind of like, up the ante in this where they can pretty much just teleport items to each other. Yeah. Like they're, they're interacting with each other and, but like, they don't really know. They can't really see like who they are, where, where they are, unless like something from where they are gets involved in what they're like. If they're in, I like, would disagree because Kylo Ren knows, can see the setting of Ray in a few spots. And like, she like, gives herself away well i don't think he sees like if when like an item or something passes through or if like something that that's honor gives it away he'll bring it up 
Well, I don't know, because there's one scene in this where he's like, oh, you're there's this around you, so you must be here. Like, what was it? I can't like, remember. I can't remember where they were at. They must. I think they were on some certain planet, and she, like, gives herself away by being, like, outside instead of, like, in a ship. And he's like, well, you must be here. And then they, like, race, like, the last order, final I know, order to them. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember the one time they do that is when they're, she's on their ship, and then they go, they get into, like, kind of, like, a kerfuffle, and then her, like, or, like, her, like, using her lightsaber or whatever, like, cutting through shit or whatever, like, cuts open that one thing that, like, has Darth Vader's head fall out. And she's yeah, like, that's it. And then he's like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. shit, you're in my quarters. Because yes. that's where he keeps Darth Vader's head. Yeah. So it's like their their uh like kerfuffle there is what caused that like Darth Vader's head to pass through from where she was to where he was and then he knew exactly where she was. Yeah. And then uh other things were passed, like he reaches out and grabs her necklace off of her from wherever he was and she's Yeah, that's like, how he found out where she yeah, she was at that desert planet or whatever. And so like they I mean, we're in spoilers. They also pass a lightsaber to each other at one point. Yeah. Like, they can interact with each other. They just can't interact with the environment the other person's in. So they can't see... They can see who the person... They can see that person, and they can interact with what that person's interacting with at that time. But they can't see where they are. Right. And, like, I'm not... I don't have a huge deal with that. Yeah. Like, I just was, like... I guess I don't buy that. I, there, it's a weird thing to like draw a line because they're, like they're weird <laughs> space wizards, you know. But like, it doesn't. It makes them almost like invincible, especially with another like kind of ability that they also gain in this. Yeah, which I guess is also so like the healing thing. The that healing they do? one. Yeah, like that one. I is also canon. Because, like, Baby Yoda's doing it and even, like, the Mandalorian and yeah, stuff. Yeah, But to the extent that they use it, I'm like, that's like a game-breaker, like, kind of ability that you have. Yeah. There is... I do... My major complaint with this movie is that I wish they were a little more... A little more risky. Like, they were willing to let some characters go. Yeah. Because I feel like there would be some way more interesting... Things they could have tackled if they just let some characters die. I I w- I agree because even like look at the any other the trilogy right. So yeah. your main protagonist, even though in like the prequel one, like it turns out to be a pretty shitty person. Yeah, <laughs> like Anakin Skywalker, right? Yeah, gets his shit kicked in like the whole trilogy. Yeah, he's like losing limbs. Yeah, he becomes essentially a cyborg at the end of it. Yeah. Right. Yep. Luke Skywalker in the second movie loses his hand. Yeah. Is constantly in back to tanks. Yeah. <laughs> Ray never is touched. No. Through this whole series. Yeah. Like never loses a limb, never even like is like laid out, really. Yeah. And I don't know if maybe that's just like a like the weirdness that we have as a culture with like women against violence or violence against women. I can kind of see that. But but I mean like yeah if you're gonna introduce like if you want to introduce like a main character that you want us to get be- get want us to get behind like we need to see them go through some shit right and like have them be fallible like yeah. they can 
they can take a hit, you know, yeah. like they, and they have yeah. to pick themselves back up or even like emotionally, just like really fuck them up emotionally. Like I was, I was hoping I wanted it to happen so bad that she kills Chewbacca. Oh, I actually wanted that to happen too. Yeah. Because I thought that was a pretty cool moment. Oh yeah. Especially with like what she's going through where like she feels, she felt like she, she wanted to be powerful so bad. And then once she finally realized that she really is that powerful, it like, it like causes her to kill someone that she's really close to. Yeah. And that could totally lead her down a path where it's like, fuck, where is she, where does she go from here? Where that's like one of those things where it's like, you could be a good person but the fact that you did this, you can you can convince yourself that you are bad. Yeah. So then it's like, well, then why don't I just be a bad person then? Yeah. I I wanted like it was shocking that like she was so upset at the time while trying to like stop that spaceship. Yeah. That she like inadvertently force lightninged. Yeah. And, and like just... is a dark side move, you know? And you're yeah. like, oh shit. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And like mm-hmm. her friend got caught in the crossfire. But then, like, literally a minute later, you find out Chewbacca is yeah. alive. It's, yeah. Because there was a second ship. A second identity. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Yeah, I was so fucking... I was... I, that was... I, like, almost took the air out of me where I was like, man, they were... That's something really cool they could play with here. Yeah. Like, that could hang over her head the whole rest of the movie. Right. Where, like, yeah, maybe you're not comfortable doing, like, the physical shit that you've done with, like, Anakin and Luke over the years with Rey... But you can do shit like that to really fuck with her, to really turn her into where it's like, man, that's almost worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you killed someone that had not. You killed someone that we love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, yeah. We've, we've hung out with Chewbacca way longer than you, so you really have to win us back over. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, And then, uh, so anyway, like, I'm not a huge fan of, like, the new force powers. That's just a personal opinion. Like if you, yeah. anybody else likes them, like I'm not going to hold it against you. Yeah. Like, they never, they never struck me so much where it was unbelievable, especially after what we've seen up to this point. I just kind of went with the flow and like, especially with like what I've kind of put together as this whole series has gone on. I was able to make sense of it with my own dumb, <laughs> like yeah, explaining I, away. I couldn't, I could be um talked into the force healing but like the transporting physical objects between space like i have a hard time grasping but that's that's not like a that's like not like a force thing that's like a her and kylo ren kind of thing like that was like they're using the force yeah but that was like a bond that was set up in the last one too like they were doing shit like that with each other all the time and in uh, the Last Jedi. Well, I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> I don't mind their bond, but I don't. I don't like that they can physically transport things between them. Okay. I think it's like almost too. Too far fetched for whatever reason. In yeah. a movie where you can go light speed and there's like talking animals and <laughs> all this kind of shit. And I think I I felt the same way you do when I saw the Last Jedi. But I, I think I fell more into it in this. Okay. And then um, the one reason I don't like the force healing in this is that like, they bring people back from the dead. Yeah. And I'm like, it should be so final. 
You know what I mean? They yeah. have consequences. Yeah, I didn't like that. I don't. Like, I don't like it when she did it with Kylo Ren, but I did like at the end when they did it. And I'll. I'll give. I'll sh- tell you why when we get more into it. Okay. Um, it's like some shit that kind of harkens back to like even the prequels. Okay. And then, uh, so I want to double back a little bit that the first uh, like. 30 or 40 minutes or whatever is kind of frantic because it jumps around a lot. Yeah. But what I did find fun was them in the Falcon in the beginning, like constantly just going back into warp speed oh, yeah. and jumping around to try to lose these TIE oh, yeah. fighters. Yeah. I thought that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Even though it like kind of set the precedent of what the first thirty minutes of this movie was gonna be oh, like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my god. I know they go to so many fucking different places. I mean, I like that there's, like, a bunch of different environments, like, in, the in like, the two-minute thing that they were yeah. doing this. Yeah. We never, really got to stick around mm-hmm. and, like, hang out there. I know. I, like, I, I do agree this movie's way frantic, and, like, the, the one thing that I'm, I don't like about that is, like, I wish there was more, like, moments where Ray, Poe, and Finn can just interact. Yeah. Because, like, for the little bit that they do, I was kind of digging, like, their whole dynamic where, like... <laughs> fucking like Poe and and Ray are kind of like the mother and father, and Finn's kind of like the kid in the middle trying to like keep the peace. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> Poe's like doing all the crazy reckless shit, and then like fucking Ray's is like, man, you can't do shit like that or whatever. And then like Finn's like, come on, stop fighting, guys. <laughs> like this shit. Like I was hoping for more shit like that. Yeah, I I because they had such a strong like go at it in the force awakens and then yeah. that w- they were split up in the second one. Yeah. I was hoping there'd be more of like a group dynamic yeah. in this too. Just a way to bring them back really. together in the third one to really set really set it home that you that these people are friends. Yeah. And, and you don't really get that. No. You don't really really get much from Finn or even Poe in this one. Like, they're no, in it, but yeah. they don't do anything. You know, there's no real character development there. And there's no character development, but, I mean, they're in it almost the whole movie, though. But, yeah, I am I know they are, and, like, I'm not saying that they aren't, but it's yeah. just, like, their bodies there. They're not really contributing yeah. anything. I, everyone's kind of like that in this. Like, they're just doing missions. Yeah, the only like growth that anybody gets is like Ray and Kylo Ren. Yeah. They're any the only ones with like a, a real arc, but nobody else like yeah. has one. Like they hint at interesting things with like Poe and Finn. Like Finn meets up with that chick that was also used to be a stormtrooper. Yeah. That was kinda cool. And then like Poe's got like that ex girlfriend, I guess, that they meet I up guess. with on that one eye on I that one. Completely forgot about all like, that stuff. Yeah, like that's all shit where it's like like how I said, like it felt like J.J. Abrams was so frustrated with The Last Jedi that he tried to make two movies with this one. Yeah. But we do get like some characters I was excited to see back. We get La- Lando back. Oh, yeah. Lando kicks ass in this. And he just looks super happy to be in this movie. Oh, yeah. I was t- saying that to Neil on the way out of the theater. It's like, man, Billy D. Williams just is so happy to and, be yeah. in- and he's included. Like, and he's like smooth as shit the whole time. Right. He's always just like, <laughs> Chewy, Chewy, Chewy. <laughs> How's Leia? He's just happy to be there, and I'm just like, yeah, this is so fucking great. Yeah. Um, I guess in the novelization of this too, he has like got a whole subplot. Oh, really? That's like cut from the movie, which is too bad because 
I mean, the movie's already doing, like, qu- trying to do quite a bit of legwork, so it, yeah. I think it would be too much to have it in there, but I would love to see Lando have yeah. something going on in there. Man, there's a novelization for this. I kind of want to read it, because, I don't know, like, this, especially with this, like, I think it's frantic, and I had fun with it while watching it, but then, like, going back and thinking through, like, the whole series... Like, I feel like they all kind of fit together really well. Like, even watching this and now... Like, I loved how this ends. And we can get more into that when we get closer to that. But, I don't know. I think this... I think this was, like, a really cool ending to, like, not just this trilogy, but I think, like, all... Like, all three of the trilogies. Mm. Uh, C-3PO was great in this. Yeah. he had a lot of funny moments in this. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that one where they fall through that like, quicksand and he's like, oh, I'm alright, by the way. You didn't say my name. <laughs> I was like, lose my shit. <laughs> or they all turn back and look at him. And then, like, it's just quiet and silent. And then he turns to look back behind him. Yeah. Like... <laughs> that was another thing that I that I was kind of bummed out about, too, was that when that whole thing where they, they have to, like, erase C-3PO's mind... Like, I yeah. wish they would have just kept that. Yeah. Like, actually, like, make it, like, a moment where he was, like, that's, like, the part in the trailer where it's, like, I'm just looking at my friends one last time. Yeah. Like, really make that, like, a good, like, powerful moment right. where it's, like, this is a character that, this is, like, one of the first characters you've been ever introduced to in Star Wars. Yeah. And you're just about to watch him lose all that shit that we remember him for the most. Right. And, like, he's still there, but he, he does he won't be who he was throughout the series that we followed him in. Right. So it's like, without killing him, it's like a, watching a character die. Yeah. Like, that would have been really interesting, but instead they're like, oh, R2's got your memory backed up. Wee! Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. Man, I just wish J.J. Abrams just had the balls to fucking do some gutsy shit in this. Yeah. Especially, it's the last movie. What the fuck? What are we gonna miss? <laughs> I it's know, the last right? fucking movie. Kill whoever you want. Make I it know. feel like there's some stakes in this shit. There's nothing else you really have to build up to or keep in there for people to look forward to in the next one. This is the last fucking one. Yeah. So grow some fucking balls. Put them on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> balls to the wall, bro. Balls to the wall. Kill Chewie. I... <laughs> Kill C-3PO. Yeah, they're out. What did you think about uh, Chewie getting a medal at the end? I mean, it was, uh, it was whatever. I wish she was dead, so I don't yeah. really care. <laughs> I thought it was, like, funny, like a funny little nod, like, oh, Chewie got his medal, but I... Wa- yeah. I, oh, yeah, that's I, right, because I, I did the whole thing where I was like, what the fuck's where's Chewie's medal? Yeah. So I, I thought it was funny. There was, like, uh, a review I was listening to earlier today that thought that was kind of hokey and, like, unnecessary. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I don't know. That was all right. I mean, I... That's the thing I that- do agree that I wished he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been like so much more powerful if like they do like a funeral for Chewie and then they put the metal on his coffin? Oh yeah. Like fuck. I know they give him a medal for every war that he helped, and it's just like a coffin <laughs> they loaded bury him, with they metals. Just bury him in medals. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. Uh. I would say, though, that this movie looks great. Yeah, it's it looks really cool. I especially love, like, um, like going back, I just rewatched something about uh, how they did the effects in the first three Star Wars. 
and remembering quite a bit what they did in the prequels and seeing like a lot of retrospectives lately. Yeah. This movie looks great. Yeah. And you would see shots in this that you would never see in those other no. movies. No. And it looks it makes it look like a whole different franchise just the way they shoot it. Yeah. But then it's like very specifically Star Wars with a tent pole like yeah. wipes and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And but. like all three all three movies have their or all three sequel or trilogies have their own look just because they were all made in different decades. Drastically different times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um there if anyone's wondering what the thing I was talking about, it was uh Corridor Crew did like CG artists react to like Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. And like just having them explain how they had to do it physically like chemically on film yeah to get those effects to work like astounds me (laughs) for as much as they do it yeah like i was i'm like amazed how much it took to do like a simple shot you know what you can do with like an adobe plug-in now yeah you know what i mean (laughs) it's insane yeah it's definitely insane um so what did you think of like the whole uh ah, see dangers there i don't want to ruin it for uh oh. She's just sneaking here, want to learn some tidbits. Gonna get some fucking. There's some in the kitchen. Scissor me timbers. Yeah. I might have used your sewing scissors. Oh, Uh-oh. you heard it on air, you <laughs> sons of bitches. Yeah. My pink ones? Yeah. Oh. Holy shit. You don't cut paper with sewing scissors, you bitch. Paper's so brittle. And those are so sharp. Shit. You want me new scissors? They're fine. Man. <laughs> I, I felt more gonna... heat for this than I did anything from Twitter on Star, well, Star Wars. <laughs> Alright. I knew it. What did you... <laughs> Moral of the story, guys. Don't fuck with Sea Dangerous sewing scissors. Don't ever cut wrapping paper with scissors. <laughs> I mean, why would you ever want to cut paper with a sharp pair of scissors? Um, what did you think about, like, the, the double turn that was happening with, uh, Kylo Ren and, and Rey? I... Did you think it was effective? Because I really personally thought it was effective on one side. I like, I really like the Kylo Ren, like, play. Yeah. To, like, the, the good side. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was convinced, I was never really convinced that Rey was ever going to be bad. Like, I was, it was teased no. a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, she used the Force Lightning. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. But then, like, I was never really convinced. And I think that was just more of a tease of, like, her, of her reveal. Yeah. Where, like, we might as well say it yeah. now. Because that she's the granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, like, that was, I think that was supposed to be, like, the big clue. Like, oh, shit. She's, that's who she is. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about that reveal because it got audible gasps in our theater did you hear him <laughs> yeah and like i thought it was cool like i i wasn't like totally stunned because i was like um uh, like the way this movie was presenting it it was like she's definitely related to somebody just yeah. didn't know who and i'm pretty sure at this point i I knew it wasn't gonna be skywalker right so i was like okay well then this makes sense but like as i as it went on and as i was thinking about it more i actually kind of liked it yeah I don't hate it. Yeah. But it does go against what was set up right before it where she was told she comes from nobody. Yeah. 
And in a way, like, they, well, they set it up where it's like, that's her parents. Like, her parents are really nobody. Yeah. Because that's, like, her whole thing was that she was trying to figure out who her parents were, and her parents were just kind of normal. Right. It was just that her dad was the son of the fucking most powerful person in the, the galaxy. fucking space Hitler. Yeah. It was fucking space Hitler. <laughs> I, so, I, this is the one thing I'm on the fence about, because I like that reveal, mm-hmm. but she's like, pimp Pempatine. Palpatine's granddaughter. Watch your piece. Uh, but uh, I also like, too, that they made the decision in The Last Jedi. It's like, no, you it's you don't have to be from some fucking lineage. Yeah. You're just a person. And that's what I... The one thing I did like going back and thinking about The Last Jedi yeah. is that it could be anybody, you yeah. know? The forces just isn't from this one fucking family tree. Yeah. yeah. They could be, it's spread out and like anybody can use it. And yeah. I like that it was just a rant. It's like a random person. But in the same sense, they still kind of have that same message in this. But instead of being like, you're, 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 you come from nobody. It's like, despite that, where like Ray is powerful, but. She doesn't have to be evil because of what her grandfather is. She yeah. Can, she I, can be her own person. Yeah, I get it. Like, the last one was like, yeah, you can be your own person. You don't have to be related to anybody. And then in this, it was like, yeah, you can, you can be related to somebody, but you can still be your own person. Yeah. No, like, I... They kind of do both with, with, like, these two movies back to back. Right. And I and that's why I'm not saying that, like, I'm completely against it either. Yeah. I'm just not quite sure which one I like. I, I still think I like more like you can be anybody but i don't i don't hate the decision that palpatine yeah is the head of that family tree yeah and i don't know like people were so up there's i've seen so many people be up in arms about it was like can't you can't go through one fuck with movie movie without someone being related to somebody else's bullshit where it's like dude we're following the skywalker saga why would it make any sense if someone wasn't related to somebody else in this? Well, yeah. No, I get <laughs> like, it. Like, if you want to tell a completely different story, I can I can get behind that. But it's like, we're following characters that have to be connected in some way. Yeah. That's, yeah, you're right. I still didn't, it didn't change my opinion very much. But... No, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to change your opinion. I'm more trying to just... Talk shit about people on the internet that just want to try and find things to shit on this for. Yeah. Like, I'll I'll give it to them. There's things to shit on. But there's so many things I see people shit on this for that other movies do that they will freaking blow in a heartbeat. Yeah. Where I'm like, take it fucking easy. <laughs> we get it. You don't like the fucking movie, but don't be making shit up just so you can make yourself feel like you're smarter than it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I... I really thought that um kylo ren in this had like a really great turn and i felt like it was really well deserved like he does a really good job yeah yeah dude adam driver fucking kicks ass yeah and even though he like is very like kind of soft-spoken in this compared to other ones yeah i guess like he's kind of like did you i don't know maybe like strong silent and like kind of like 
uses his actions more than like yeah because he's off kind of doing his own thing for most of it by himself yeah. i guess he doesn't really have a lot to talk to like in the first <laughs> one he's definitely more frantic and like not really knowing who he is or like what he should do yeah yeah and now as it goes on I think he's starting to come in more into his own and f- realize who he is as a person. Yeah. Even when he is at a point where it's like he's not what he's supposed to be. Like he's trying to he's trying to like he's like showing more confidence in himself as the movie goes on. Yeah. I really uh I really dig that. Um but there's other aspects on the bad guy side of General Hux. What do you yeah. think of him? <laughs> he's He's always supposed to be a fucking dweeb. He's always been like a dweeb in like all these movies. Yeah, I didn't. So like, I am of two minds on that. Like, is he all? Is he supposed to be a dweeb, or did Ryan Johnson just not like him? And so like, it just totally lost any momentum of like anybody that could be like that he could be any sort of leader at all. Yeah. Because he just kind of, ju- like, dumps on him in The Last Jedi. He does. And in this, it's just like, well, how do you even recover from that? Let's just yeah. fucking get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I, I kind of like the dynamic, like, going back and watching The Last Jedi, I like the dynamic of uh, Snoke with Hux and Kylo Ren, where, like, he kind of strikes you as, like, this protege of... Palpatines that like never really fully bought into the whole Sith idea. Uh-huh. So instead of being like a full blown Sith, he's just kind of like this corrupt leader that's really good with the Force that doesn't want to fully give in. So he, instead of making a Sith like his number two, he makes both a Sith and just a really corrupt officer his number twos. Like mm-hmm. they're both equal. Uh-huh. So he never really fully gives into, yes, we must pass down the lineage of the of the dark side it's more like i mean you can do you can do this the dumb religious shit and you can do the like control the men shit where i don't really feel like i'm buying into this whole sith shit <laughs> i'm the spy <laughs> oh yeah that was pretty what a fucking dumb line that was pretty fucking funny uh <laughs> uh I don't know if I liked that at all. I don't know if I liked that at all. <laughs> I'm the spy. Like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to shoot you in your guts then. Uh, then um, there's somebody else I was... Oh, so like... A good, uh, I guess, representation of like how J.J. Abrams wanted to almost undo the last Jedi is just the fact that they like welded Kylo Ren's helmet back together. Yeah. Like granted, it's a great look. It's yeah. I like the, like the glowing red streaks where he like welds it back together, but it's just like, it's just a great like image of like trying to undo like a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. The previous movie did. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God, you're petty enough to weld his helmet back together. (laughs) So much of this, like, I almost kind of want to see another movie directed by Ryan Johnson. (laughs) Just to see how fucking petty they get with each other. (laughs) Just go back and forth. Yeah. Keep flip-flopping. Yeah. That'd be funny. Uh, uh, There's one more bad guy I wanted to bring up. 
I guess the Emperor. What do you think of the Emperor as a whole, like, being on that fucking arm? Stuck on that arm? <laughs> Shit. I don't know. Like, especially for what this movie is, he's very secondary. Like, he's supposed to be the main threat, but... Like, it they feels like he's just kind of tossed in there. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. I think with, with it all coming down to what it turns into in the end, like, I... I like his presence there, but he does seem tossed in. It doesn't seem like his threat is earned, I guess. Like, I mean, you get it from the opening crawl. Yeah. But even then, it's like, yeah, the Emperor's there. I'm like, okay. So, like, I I guess, like, it, I needed more lead-up like, than yeah, just... Yeah, like, the reveal of the Emperor seems very just, hey, the Emperor's here, like, in yeah. the crawl. Or it's like, oh. All right. No reveal, just... <laughs> He's here. Yeah, he's back, and you'll—he's on a lever. Like if in, like yeah, like if, like if in the next, like if in the next Avengers movie, like they just have like an opening, they have like an opening like credit sequence where it's like, so Iron Man didn't die. Yeah, they don't show it; they just have it in text. Right. Yeah. <laughs> For the next Avengers movie. Yeah. So remember when you thought Iron Man died? Yeah, he didn't die. Nope. Yeah. Nope, didn't die. So you'll you'll see him later. In this movie. Just yeah. wait for it. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yep. Don't want to reveal that. You just want to just tell me right now in text form. And then <laughs> also when it's like going through the whole like Emperor's lair and you see that like he's got Snokes in tubs or Snokes in tanks. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, so I guess he was controlling things the entire time, but that... Is that what you got from this? Yeah. Like, he's making, like, clones of himself I like, in certain ways. I never really got that he was making clones of himself so much as, like, just he was like trying place, to... Like, placeholders. Yeah, exactly. And he just, like, puppets that he's controlling. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But then it's just added so late in the game that it has no resonance yeah. Whatsoever. And, but and like that was kind of the idea I had at the end of The Last Jedi, where it's like they killed him so easily. There's gotta be more to this than that. Yeah, but I would have never gone to this. Yeah. It just I I I don't know. To me, I was just I felt like it 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 was a detail added so far afterwards. Yeah. It was a detail added like, by, it was a detail added by a director. That wanted to catch up to what he thought the other guy fucked up. Right. <laughs> and it feels like that. And it, yeah, so much of this is. Like, that's kind of the frustrating part of it. Like, And that's... So I kind of have that feeling through a lot of stuff in this. Like, yeah. Besides Ray and Kylo Ren, like, I don't have, like, any, like, emotional resonance mm-hmm. for anybody else. Yeah. Really. Besides, like, minor little things here and there. Yeah. But even then, I'm just like, I don't care. I know, like, because it's, yeah, because it's just like, it feels like all the other characters are just kind of the cleanup crew for what the director thought the other director fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, for, like, so, I would have, I think, um, where The Force Awakens started out, like, you have this rebel pilot, you have this uh new stand-in for, like, Luke Skywalker, this new Force user here. Yeah. And you have this very interesting character who we haven't yet to ever see in a Star Wars movie with Finn yeah. being a stormtrooper yeah. who can, turn. Yeah, like, he can, like, do a bunch of... Sh- they can utilize him to be, like, he's the guy 
he's like our inside man where it's like if we don't fully understand this thing that they do, like he has all the inside knowledge. And then as the movies went on, he just became like the background. Yeah. Like he's like just the f- tag along friend. Yeah. And like, really? Like they tried to like undo that in this one a little bit with that whole scene where it's like, you used to be a stormtrooper too. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, okay, I like where this is going. Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere though. No, it just kind of ends. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to get that again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of like a disappointing moment. And it's just with the clutter, like even to the point where they even have that extra little droid. Oh yeah. Like the, <laughs> and the droid is like, I don't know. They just kind of like, they kind of like present him as like kind of autistic. It's just like a wheel (laughs) with a horn on it. Yeah. And it, and he's just always like repeating himself over and over again. Yeah. Like, well, it's like a super old droid, right? So I guess it's got limited capabilities. Yeah. But it was like, you needed to have a droid for your droid. Yeah. Like (laughs) they're not really chums. Yeah. And it, it just felt like one more thing they needed to add is like, we need to, we need to constantly add the thing that we're going to sell off this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like BB eight was the first one. Yep. Porgs was the second one. Yeah. And now this droid is this one. <sighs> Just kill me. <laughs> Just kill me. <laughs> I do like our discussions on this though, because like I, I do like it when people like help me or like bring me down from like my nostalgia. Yeah. And I can actually see it for what it is and like now looking on it I'm like yeah this wasn't that well made. But I mean I I still can't take away from the fact that I had a lot of fun watching this. Yeah. I well so like chalk it up to like me also having an early day. I also dozed off like a minute in this. Yeah. And there are there's that one character at the end where everyone is like loving this character. He shows up at the very end, like that little alien guy. Oh yeah, I'm like I missed his entrance completely. Oh, he's the guy that wipes C-3PO's mind. Is he? Yeah, because I, I thought I remembered that, and I guess <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, because he's a, he fuck. like pretty much treats C-3PO like shit as he's wiping his mind clean. God damn it. Because I was like, what? where was this guy? Where did he come in at? Yeah. So, there you go. I missed that whole thing, apparently. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, so, yeah. the At the very end, we have the standoff between the Emperor and Rey. Yeah. While Kylo Ren is... Oh, Kylo Ren's fighting off all of the Knights of Ren. Another yeah. wasted group. Man. I thought the Knights of Ren would be such a cool thing to like focus on throughout. Like once they inter- when they introduced that the Knights of Ren exist like in the first one, I was like, that's fucking cool. Like right. just like a rogue a rogue group of like disgruntled Jedi knights uh-huh. that just get together to just fuck shit up. Like right. that's awesome. Right. Don't show up at all in the second one. <laughs> nope. And they show up just to kind of stare ominously at shit in this just to be killed yeah Yeah. they're like man what a waste you had so much potential with this and you didn't do shit with it i know it's a it was complete way they didn't they shouldn't have been in this at all yeah so they could just be like a it wouldn't have hurt their image yeah you know what i mean they would have still been like this mystery you know they could be like characters you could have set up 
in like the first one way better. I guess. Yeah, I guess there's going to be like a comic with them in it. Who gives but that, a shit? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm never going to read a Star Wars comic. Yeah. I'm just never going to do it because I only want to see what's in the movies. Yeah. Make like, them. Who gives a shit? It's. I think it would have been way interesting if it was like, what if they, like, Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren were like the Emperor? Like, they were like this. This board of, like. Badass. Yeah. Like, these. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if they're just like a fucking, like, dark version of the Jedi Order where they do everything like how the Jedi did. Right. They're just dark and fucked up. Yeah. And were they f- like they could use the force and stuff? They should be cuz they were Luke's students. That's what I thought, but like in this it doesn't seem like yeah. they they like wear garbage and ma- and use weapons made out of fucking like dog garbage. shit. Garbage. <laughs> they wear garbage and have garbage as weapons. It looks like it. Like they they're holding like these makeshift weapons that look like they made out of fucking like they- Took him out of a scrappy. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck?" I know. Like, what is your deal? They don't explain shit about him. I know. And then they just get mowed down. Yeah, just to be fucking killed by Kylo Ren at the end. Uh. Anyway, uh, Palpatine and Ray. I. Uh. I kind of like that whole standoff. I. The Emperor, I guess, is like super powerful. Yeah. Because he's got all of the Sith inside of him that ever, ever have been and ever will be or whatever. Yeah. And like blasts force lightning up into the sky, like rendering all the ships above it, like immobilized. Yeah. Pretty powerful shit. I'm like, okay, you've become pretty formidable. Formidable. He does that after he does some shit where it's like. He's trying to, yeah, drain. Yeah, Kylo and Ray like, of all I think their... he like insinuate that like whatever force power that was bonding them, he like takes from them, and that's what makes him younger. Yeah, like doesn't appear very much younger. He's still no, old as yeah, shit. he's still old and gross looking. <laughs> but they insinuate that's like that that power is what's caused him to be like what he is. That's super powered. Yeah, but so like I find it odd. Like, how powerful is a lightsaber? <laughs> that it's able to like... block the force lightning that took down star destroyers and, like, battleships, but can be blocked by a lightsaber. It's not the lightsaber, it's the person wielding the lightsaber, Oh, Troy. I'm so sorry. Jesus Christ, why don't you do your fucking research next <laughs> And I was like, what is happening here? He took down, like, a fleet of ships with that lightning and can't get past one fucking lightsaber. (laughs) Like, I get it. She's got the force, but Jesus. But then you add a second lightsaber. Then fuck him. Fuck. Should have scissored off his head. Yeah. Just like Anakin scissored Dooku. I would. I just want to have someone that doesn't know anything about Star Wars be told Anakin's Anakin Scissor Dooku. Get Coach Havens over here. He's never seen a Star Wars. The way Anakin Scissor Dooku <laughs> would sound like a fucking different language to him. <laughs> Put that on one of our shirts. Anakin, our shirts need to be seven did everything. Anakin Scissor Dooku. Yeah, Anakin. seven did everything. Seven did everything. And Anakin Scissor Dooku. <laughs> 
If you want the merch, let's get it up. We'll yeah. put it up Let on us Red know. Bubble. We need the yeah. What's the demand? <laughs> we'll give the supply. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So ends up how does he like evaporate? Oh yeah, he like yeah. They do the shit that Sam Jackson was trying to do to him in the fucking Revenge of the Sith. Right. Just elect bounce the electricity back at yeah. him. He's killing me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Star Wars. Man. What a flick. I still love it though. At the end of the day, like this thing can make a whole bunch of dumb mistakes and I'll agree that they're dumb, but I still love it. I know I'm in the same boat. Like I don't, probably like half the movies i don't yeah but i'm like yeah i'll watch them but yeah but the way they all come together i still i still like it like especially watching this like should i just dive into my crackpot theory i am yes i'm jonesing (laughs) for your crackpot theory so my whole crackpot theory is that like uh even from the prequels on i think like like this whole series like the main storyline makes sense where like so you're following the Skywalkers pretty much throughout. Yep. And like there, I see them as kind of like this anomaly that's introduced by the force to bring balance to it. And there's two different ways that I think that they're trying to tell it. Either they know that Palpatine is coming into power and he's like the most powerful Sith available. Mm-hmm. And that nothing will stop him unless you get someone close to him. Mm-hmm. So that's when you end that's when you introduce Anakin Skywalker. Cause they even say in the prequels that he was immaculately, he was immaculately conceived. Right. So he was just this anomaly that was introduced by the force to kind of keep Palpatine in check. Was he okay? Well, I, cause I was just going to ask right before you said that, was he immaculately conceived due to, uh, well, his mom says that he was, but everyone thought she was crazy. Well, I get that, but I'm more or less saying, like, I thought Palpatine was behind, like, the influence of be- him being conceived. Like, through fingering the Force or whatever oh, Jesus. It is. Jesus. <laughs> not really. I mean, I don't know. I never I really, I never I really, I never really I read know. it as that. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's theories out there that, they, that say that. But I think... How I read it is like, so like the Sith always plan short term. Everything is always short term and always like, what do I do to get this done? Like, Hey, that guy's powerful. Turn him or kill him. That's all they do. But like the, like the light side of the force always does everything long term and subjective. Like the Sith are short term and objective. And then the, 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 Jedi are long-term and subjective. Yeah. So like, instead of, okay, what do we do to make sure we succeed right here, right now, today? The Jedi are like, let's introduce this one thing and then just have faith that it's going to work out and it's going to help things along and actually do what we want to do. Bring balance to the force. Even when like so many, even when like this anomaly in and of itself falls off the falls off this path and does terrible shit or fucks up 
or doesn't do what we thought it was going to do, in the end, it's still going to work out. Where, like, even it's even cool in the sense that, like, if imagine every trilogy is a Sith plan, mm-hmm. and the entire movie series as the whole is the Jedi's plan. Okay. I, it's <laughs> not a bad theory. Yeah. It's one of your right. more level out a yeah. <laughs> little bit. Because in the end, especially with this series, the whole objective is to is to cut off the lineage of Palpatine so that it doesn't go on mm-hmm. past him. Right. Where it's like we're you're trying to turn Ray. Right. Where it's like if if there was no influence outside of a Skywalker, she would have done the exact same shit he was gonna do. Right. And it would just keep going on and on and on and there'd be oppression throughout the rest of time. There were always two. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I like that idea of it where it's like even especially this being like the rise of Skywalker, this is where this is where all this time spending time with the Skywalkers, this is where their existence pays off, where they finally turned this person who's who was always supposed to be just the heir to this terrible dictator finally sees that she doesn't have to follow that same path. Right. And is led by someone who was essentially worse than her throughout where they're just kind of symbiotic, where they kind of find their own path through each other. Right. But my other theory is that like, I have two based on this. (laughs) I, you can either read it as that, or you can read it as, the idea of bringing balance to the force is just getting rid of the light and dark altogether and just making it the force. Making it shades of gray. Yeah. 50 or, of them. Or no, just getting rid of the two <laughs> sides of it. Because I feel like the reason why they exist is because the other one exists. Right. Like, there's a light side because there's a dark side, and there's a dark side because there's a light side. Right. So the idea of bringing balance to the force is getting rid of them altogether and just making it the force. Yeah. So, like, the first movie was getting rid of the Jedi, the second movie was getting rid of the Sith, and then the third one is tying the loose ends together to convince the people left with the Force that you don't have to choose a side. You can just be yourself. Right. Like, especially at the end when Rey buries those blue lightsabers and then just makes her own that's yellow. Where right. it's like, she's not she's not on the light side, she's not on the dark side. She's herself. Right. And she doesn't have to... She doesn't have to follow a certain side. Right. Because... Like even like in the even like in throughout the series, like you see like people considered on the light side to do some bad shit and people that are that are terrible do shit that's like not that bad of an idea. Yeah. <laughs> so like I I have like a weird I so I think the way like Jedi's and Sith are like set up are odd. Because, like, Jedis are, like, kind of repressed and are told not to use their feelings. Yeah. It Granted, they're on the force of good, but then it's just, like, you, like, it just feels like you're a priest so repressed that you'll go out and touch a boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Sith, yeah, they use, like, they use the force with emotion, and granted, like, it's always depicted as bad. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's got, there's got to be some weird middle ground, right? Yeah. Like, the Jedi seem like they're fucking lame. Yeah. If you're, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, like, hanging out with them. Well, 
yeah, going back and watching The Last Jedi, this was like a scene that I didn't really think about when I didn't really think much of when I saw it. But after even after watching The Rise of Skywalker and then developing like my theory, like especially the one where it's like bringing balance to the Force is just getting rid of the Jedi and the Sith altogether. Like this scene is so fucking cool. So like after uh, Kylo Ren and Rey just killed off like uh, Snoke's guards and right. they're just in that th- throne room together. And uh, Kylo Ren's like, dude, fuck the Sith, fuck the Jedi, let's just rule together, you and me. We don't right. have to. We don't have to follow a side. We can just be our own thing. Right. And then Ray's like, oh no, you're still, you're still ter- uh, You're don't do this. Don't be like this. And then she runs away. Where it was like, holy shit, Ben was right. <laughs> like the way that the series is set up, and like the way my theory goes, like that was Ben doing the right thing and Ray doing the wrong thing. Where Ben was like, let's just be our own people. And Ray being like, no, well, if you're not on the light side, then you're on the dark side. So I can't be with you. And she runs away. Yeah. Where Ben was saying, I don't give a shit about any of that. I just want to be my own person. Right. And then that's what leads into the beginning of this, where it's like, maybe she's right. And then he goes back even further into the dark side. Yeah. Where he goes to find Palpatine. Where it's like, they they set these this series of movies up like they're a symbiotic relationship. Like... If one person doesn't believe in themselves, the other person won't. And the other person goes further into the dark side. Yeah. Or like if Kylo Ren doesn't believe in her, she goes further into the light side. And then if she doesn't believe in, in if uh, Kylo Ren doesn't believe in himself, then he goes further into the dark side where they need to believe in each other to find that common ground where it's like, fuck these sides. Let's just be our own people. Yeah. And then get rid of the Jedi and the Sith altogether. Yeah. That'd be fun to see like just movies that have force users that are just in the middle. Yeah. Like shades of gray mm-hmm. and can like kind of go either way. Yeah. It'd be like way more interesting than just like, yeah, I'm bad. And you can tell I'm bad cuz I wear black <laughs> and have a hood on and I have a red lightsaber. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like it I now I think going forward need something a little more complex. Yeah. Like almost in a way this whole, like, this whole war of, like, Jedi versus Sith, like, it sets it up where it's like, man, war's bullshit because you're setting up these imaginary sides that don't really need to exist. Yeah. You can just be people. You can just be your own individual. Yeah. And if people realize that that can be a thing, war will war probably wouldn't exist. Right. <laughs> Granted, that doesn't make, like, an interesting movie. It's fun to have, like, space Nazis to fight. No, yeah, I get that, but that's... When, when it's all said and done, like, that could be the message of the whole thing. Like, it's fun to, like, see, like, this series that started out as, like, the definitive good versus evil type movie. And now it's crossed into this idea of good versus evil is bullshit. Good is probably just as much full of bullshit as evil is. <laughs> yeah. It's just a matter of realizing that and then just being your own individual and just doing and just being who you are. And I think that's uh, pretty well executed in Rogue One where... Like, the good side is, like, murdering people to, yeah. in order to, like, further their cause and stuff. Yeah. You know that one scene in the alley where the good guy just mows down all, oh, yeah. all this, like, un- other informants and stuff? Like, man, that's really well done. Or even, like, in The Last Jedi when they have Benicio Del Toro's character where he's like, yeah, we they, like these, like, war profiteers, they sell to the First Order, but they also sell to the 
right rebellion whoever wants to pay more yeah <laughs> like no one no one no one gets away squeaky clean in this shit like, yeah everyone both sides are just as bad as the other yeah it's just a, it's just a matter of realizing that and being like hey why don't we just realize we're we're both full of shit and then just be ourselves yeah <laughs> like everyone's just putting these stakes into these sides what what, what fucking sides <laughs> so i looked up to see what anakin's conception is so, in episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, Palpatine tells Anakin about Tarth Plagueis, yeah. a Sith who learned to manipulate the Force to create life. And his tale implies that Darth Plagueis manipulated the Metachlorians to create Anakin, and this is a belief more explicitly embra- embraced by later Sith Lords. Oh. Granted, that's a fan theory. Gotcha. But it's not, like, it's never been, like, really debunked either. Yeah. And then, however, another fan theory, which is not part of the official Star Wars canon, is that Darth Plagueis was not successful in the midichlorians re- uh, resented uh, this attempt to use the Force for this purpose. Yeah. This is non-canon theory. The midichlorians retaliated by creating Anakin for the purpose of ultimately defeating the Sith. And whatever. But anyway. Yeah. So... But Darth, then they also kind of bring up Darth Plagueis. No, but they. I feel like the ending of of uh, of uh, Rise of Skywalker is kind of a callback to that, where like Darth Plagueis was like the he was like the Sith that was known for bringing someone back to life, and they do the thing with Kylo Ren at the end where he brings Rey back to life. Yeah. Yeah, I. So that was like the one thing that I. I didn't mind it did. Yeah. See, I like that, because it yeah, it's the callback to the whole conversation between Palpatine and Anakin about how, like, only the dark side can bring someone back to life. And this proves that, like, the light side can too. It, it just probably costs, costs you your life. What'd you think about them kissing? Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> and it was weird. I didn't hate it at the time, yeah. but the more I think about it, I'm like, that was never earned. Yeah, it was weird, but like, from from like my theory of it, it's like the ultimate way to bring them together before they he ultimately disappears. I don't even know and if like, I really wanted him like to be romantically together. Not that yeah, they are at the end. No, of the movie yeah, anyway. yeah. Like that's the furthest they go with it. But like, I, I like the my whole theory came to like my mind when I saw that they were doing the whole thing where like once. Uh, ben disappeared, then Leia disappeared, where it's like the Skywalkers did what they needed to do and now this world doesn't need them anymore. Yeah. I kind of like that they disappeared at the same time. Yeah. Except I still don't understand that either. <laughs> like how they can just vanish. Like, And see, I saw it as like, because the Skywalkers were built for this specific design to make sure that the Palpatine line doesn't go on to be this evil tyrant that once they fulfilled their, their destiny, then they're back to being nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything else to say about this, the star Wars movie. <sighs> Not really. Like I, I still like it, but I think having a discussion with you definitely puts in perspective how stupid it is at times. <laughs> And I'm not saying that it that it's a bad thing. There's fuck, we watched all the Fast and Furious movies. That's true. There's we a did. lot of dumb shit in those Fast and Furious Very movies. Very many things. And there's a lot of 
dumb shit in Fast and Furious movies that I fucking love. Yeah. It's just a matter of just finding, like, what's your threshold for it. Yeah. And I don't know. All the way through with this, I was having a blast. And, like, maybe it just... Maybe Fast and Furious broke me to where I'm not being <laughs> so... I'm not being so fucking critical of, like, shit that does, doesn't make 100% sense in, like, these fictional made-up worlds. Yeah. I... Um, I, I still didn't, I guess I didn't have as much fun as watching it as you did. Granted, I know it's all like a made up, make them up thing. Yeah. But I feel like the rules have been like, like there's rules to Star Wars movies, right? Yeah. And I feel like this one like kind of broke them a little bit. And at the same time, I also didn't like have any real emotional resonance to anything going on outside of like Ray and Kylo. Yeah. And granted that usually should be enough, but the cast is so large and we've been with some of them from the yeah. the very onset of this new trilogy. Yeah. And they never get like a turnaround. And I'm just like I don't like I some of it just hit me so numb. Like, at the very end, like, everyone battling, there's so much shit going on. Oh, yeah. That I'm just like, oh, my there's God. Space horses. Right. <laughs> I was listening to Weekly Planet today, and <laughs> they were they were going on about, like, how in the beginning of uh, The Last Jedi, where Poe is telling him to drop the bombs or whatever yeah. in the ships, and... Uh, how the internet went all off on them because there's no gravity in space. They can't just drop bombs. Yeah. But it's like, what does it matter? So, like, when they were running, driving those horses yeah. on the starship, they're like, why did they just turn the starship to the side so they all just slid <laughs> off? <laughs> Granted, there's no gravity anywhere, right? That's they're true. in space. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's just, like, one of those... Funny just do a fucking like, yeah. Just do a fucking barrel those, roll yeah. with your fucking <laughs> horses on there. Just tip the spaceship to the side, dump them off the edge. Uh, that Fuck. was funny though. Like I, I did kind of like laugh when like the horses yeah. came out. They don't have speeders. <laughs> the horses, bunch come of out horses like... come out. <laughs> I think I chuckled to myself during that part. Like they got horses, <laughs> space horses. I love it. Oh shit. Um. So anyway, I this movie just kind of hit me really flat overall. Yeah. Like, it had some things in there. I'm like, I think that's interesting. Yeah. It's just too bad now this is the end. Yeah. I think this is going to be one of those ones, kind of like how Suicide Squad and Joker have been with me, where like, as time goes on, once, like, kind of my, like, my Star Wars nostalgia kind of wears off, I'm going to end up being like, eh, it wasn't as good as I was, like, really into when yeah. it came when it when I first saw it. It's too bad that this movie's predecessor also like ended a bunch of things that they decided to try to still pick up on in this. Yeah. Where they could have just taken what they did there and just keep going forward. Yeah. And try to craft a story cuz they really started all over. Yeah. Like they didn't have to like <laughs> try to redo it all. Yeah. So that's on the story maker's decision. Yeah. Oh, also, I would say Chris Terrio also screen wrote this with J.J. Abrams. Yeah. He also wrote Justice League and Batman v Superman. <sighs> <laughs> 
just throwing that little tidbit of information out there. And see, I just... And, like, I guess Kathleen Kennedy is going to be out after this one, too, which I think is good. Because I think she's... Whereas, like, uh, Marvel has, like, a Kevin Feige who will will try and bring everything together and make it make sense, even, like, through, like... I'm, I'm, I can, multiple directors. Yeah, through multiple that. directors, through multiple different series. I feel like all she was was just, like... What products can we get out of this? How fast can we get yeah, it out? Yeah, I have no idea. Like maybe she was, maybe even she was kind of like uh, pressured into make being like, make sure this stays profitable because we bought, we spent a fuck ton of money on this shit, right? <laughs> and we spent like four billion dollars yeah, on this. Yeah, and it's just, I think that's uh, that's kind of the feeling I've gotten as this has gone on, where it's like we don't give a shit about quality. We just need to get out, need to get something out for it every year. Right. So we can get our money back. We need a return on this. Yeah. Disney doesn't need a fucking return. They get a fucking return by fucking putting out another Avengers movie. Yeah. They can get a return on like nine of their fucking properties based off of like two Avengers movies. The like seven out of the top ten movies now are just Disney owned things. Yeah. So who gives a shit? <laughs> you fucking. God. We just bought this. We need to make money now. Right. Like, well, give it some fucking time. Otherwise, you're going to fucking waste your money. Right. Uh, so what would what would you go ahead and grade this? Ah, oh, man. Like, to be honest, I, I went into this expecting to give it a pretty high score just based off of like, the, the fun time I had in the theater with this. But talking it through and really realizing that this isn't... It's not... Per- I didn't think it was perfect when we... Right. When I even like, saw it, but it's just like... Putting everything into perspective, like uh, I don't know, it's 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 kind of disappointing to just like look back on it and be like, oh man, I I wish I could look back on it fondly like I did when I was in the theater. <laughs> yeah, like it's kind of a bummer now. <laughs> but uh, this is how I feel every time I come out liking a movie, and you're like, yeah, but I did this, and I'm like, oh, you're right. <laughs> well, f. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, this does suck. I'm sorry, <laughs> Troy. <laughs> but I mean, I still had fun, and I still like, it, and I still like Star Wars as a whole. So I'll probably give it like a B minus. Yeah, I am gonna be a little more critical on it, just because, like, I think as a movie, I think it'd be, I guess, well more thought out. Yeah, I don't hate all the ideas in it, and some of the things I like is just subjective to me personally and i get if like i don't like it and you do that does not gonna bother me oh yeah but as a movie i'm probably gonna give it maybe a pretty low c i don't think i'm gonna go full on c minus but i'm gonna go c yeah it's just kind of like a whimpering i no, you know what i'm not gonna say it's a whimpering end because it does like end I like, like the end definitively. A lot. I do like the end quite a bit. I'm just kind of like more or less bummed out that it just fell so flat for me. Yeah. And didn't really want to do anything huge and anything they tried to introduce I felt like was too late in the game. Yeah. To get any response out of like a crowd. Yeah. And yeah, I just oh, I get so fucking 
I don't know. I especially when it comes to like shit like this, where it's like I have a, I have a little bit more of an investment in Star Wars than I do Marvel. Yeah, and I'll see so many fucking people put up shit where it's like. All they are is fan service. They don't even fucking give a shit about story. It's all fan service. And then it's like legit end game. They invented time travel. <laughs> yeah. To recreate fucking old older movies. Yeah. How is that not fan service? Oh, yeah. You Marvel fucking bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am fully aware that all of Endgame is complete fan service. Yeah. <laughs> but they just happen to create a fun movie around it. I yeah. And I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that, but God, everyone there's so many fans in Marvel that just think they're above all this I know. shit. I hate that. And I fucking hate shit. them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I get it. All right. Well, is there anything else you've been in actually enjoying this week? <laughs> uh I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I saw The Last Jedi, so that's I've already talked to fucking shit ton about that but me and molly watched the movie ad astra yeah the movie that you were we were supposed to do but yeah, right. didn't come out soon enough and they introduced some really cool ideas uh-huh but i don't know i think it ends kind of on like a like it kind of peters out at the end oh that's too bad yeah so i mean there's some interesting stuff in there there's some shit in there where i was like this is a fucking thing in this movie <laughs> all right and then it just kept following along oh okay like they have a they have, like, uh, deadly space monkeys at one point in this. Cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it, this movie throws me off because it's, like, at, at, at some points it feels like it's, it's taking all this space shit really serious. And you're like, okay. All right. And it's kind of getting it's kind of getting a little slow. But, I mean, maybe they're trying to, like, stay true to this kind of, like, idea of trying to make it realistic. Uh-huh. And then they'll throw in space pirates or space monkeys <laughs> where it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I need to see it of this fucking movie. And I think the way I'm describing it, it's it sounds like way more insane than what it is. Like it is still pretty low key for what it is. So I wouldn't go into it being like this is gonna be fucking insane. Uh-huh. Like they still stay pretty low key. It's just like those small things here and there where it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's just kind of like a blip in the movie where it's like, why was that a thing in this where they tried to. They're treating space like this big, serious thing. Uh-huh. And now he's fighting a monkey in space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This is right up my alley. I'm going to be looking out for the wrong things in this movie. You are. Into. You are. But, it, I mean, for the exception of, like, the ending, I was pretty pretty into it throughout. Okay. So, I mean, check out Astra, but just be cautious that it pro- it's probably going to end in a way that's going to be like, really? All right. All right. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, and and that's that's pretty much all I've been into. Uh, I w- went in and to go finish the final season of Silicon Valley. Mm. I got about five episodes into it last night, so I think I only have like three episodes left. Yeah, to finish out the whole series. Yeah, I love I love how it ends. So everyone much. keeps saying that, and I'm like waiting for oh, it. The ending is so fucking good. Oh, I can't wait. But anyway, I'm enjoying it right now yeah. as it is. So, God. I always forget like how much I really love Silicon Valley. I know. Valley, I'm going to miss it. And then I get into it and I'm just like, God, this is so good. I'm going to miss it. Fucking uh, John Yang is my favorite. <laughs> Every time he shows up, he's just he's just such an unapologetic piece of shit now. <laughs> Ehrlich is a fat. 
<laughs> Fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John Yang is the best. I love his shit. Uh, and then I finished the comic series Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Uh, did you see my question that I put up for your Q&A? I did, and we did it. We, really? We oh. filmed it. We okay. didn't do a live one, but we actually filmed your question. We answered it. Oh. We, so I have a definitive answer for you, which you can check out whenever Dave decides to put that up. Damn it. Well, i got to look out for it. Uh, but I will say that it surprised me, the comic did, because yeah. it wasn't. it did something that I wasn't expecting... And it, like not, I guess to my complete excitement because yeah. it did it totally did something else. Yeah, like the whole thing you think is gonna be this knockout brawl of Doctor Manhattan and Superman at the end, right? Yeah, I never thought ever that was ever gonna happen. <laughs> I thought they were gonna have like an existential like conversation. <laughs> they were just gonna make out. Yeah, and they were just gonna fucking <laughs> make out with each other, <laughs> and. uh... But, like, that doesn't really happen. They ne- they never even have, like, that with each other. Like, a great conversation yeah. Yeah. on how, like, the analytical Dr. Manhattan can't get his head around why Superman has hope for life. Oh. They never really get to that. They kind of, kind of tease at it a little bit, and he convinces Dr. Manhattan of something. Now I can't even remember because it's such a fucking long book. <laughs> but, uh... It ends up being that, like, totally... Dr. Manhattan gets convinced to totally rewrite history and finds out, like, Superman is the center of all of the DC universe, right? Yeah. So once he places Superman back in it where he's supposed to be by manipulating the world and the universe, then everything goes back to normal. Like, the Watchmen are now out of the DC continuity... Superboy now always existed and they brought back like the Legion of Superheroes and the Justice Society. All the shit you do not give a shit about, right? Yeah. And like I'm already totally tuned out of this shit. And it, it so you know how what Crisis on Infinite Earths is doing? Yeah. Is like breaking up all these worlds, yeah. right? To only like to simplify whatever. So that's what the original comic did. And in the l- latest continuity, there's only like one Earth. And they just broke it up. It doesn't fucking matter. It's a book. It's like a soft crisis book. Anyway, that's what it did. But it looks great. (laughs) It's expertly drawn. So there you go. Um, That's that's great. What else? Was I into anything else? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Just trying to get Christmas shopping and stuff more or less done. That shit is... We can bring that up later. But, uh... Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Out of that, I just filmed with Dave pretty much all Friday. I was like, yeah. Drunk by noon, I think. <laughs> I was pretty bummed I couldn't join your guys' Watchmen discussion because I had so. I even went back and listened to our Watchmen show. That was like one of my more fun, like, just like serious discussions we've had. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, mine and Dave was more collected. Yeah. When we talked about it, but we brought up pretty much the same points. Yeah. So, 
And I don't know however he's going to edit it. Yeah. <laughs> to edit it down or whatever, but yeah. I think it's I think it's good. I think both of us all three of us have like pretty much the same opinion on yeah. everything. Oh, I also something else I've watched. I've also watched Air Force 1 in preparation for my uh uh-huh. episode of uh uh, credits due. That's coming up in the near future. Coming up in the near future. I don't know when it's going to be dropped, but yeah, I'm pumped. <laughs> I haven't seen that in so long. I I can't wait to listen to it. There are some small nuggets of insanity in that movie. I love it. That I cannot wait to talk about. I don't know if it's couth for me to say because I'm going to be on the show later in the season two. Yeah, and I I picked up one that was like later in Harrison Ford's career. I know that's why I wanted to go for something that was like way sooner so we can be more spread out. Yeah, but I picked the movie Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah, for most of the reason being why on earth would Harrison Ford ever want to do this movie. (laughs) And I'm gonna. I've only ever seen it once, so I'm gonna go back so, and rewatch it. I want to bring this up in, in their show, but like, I, I was when they put out their list of like Harrison Ford movies, I was so bummed that they don't have the movie Firewall on there. Did you ever see that? Uh uh-uh. uh So like, Harrison Ford plays this guy that's supposed to be like the security tech expert of a bank, <laughs> and fucking Paul. That's enough already. And Paul Bettany. Is like this guy that kidnaps his wife and kid. Okay, great. <laughs> to make him get all this money out for him. Uh-huh. So the whole movie is just this fucking shit where like Harrison Ford is just rambling off all this fucking check jargon that you know that all he did was read off a fucking piece of paper. Uh-huh. And there's like a part where like he's spo- he's like the guy like forced him to fire his secretary. But, like, at first, he's like, I can't do it, man. She's such a nice person. And, like, do it or it will hurt your family. And then, like, he, he, like, proceeds to, like, play out this scene where it's, like, he does it with such passion where it's, like, you always wanted to do this. Because it's, like, it's, like, we're, like, and, like, this movie, like, enters, like, crusty, cranky Harrison Ford. Where, like, he gets to a point where it's, like, he's supposed to be, like, this nice guy. But he gets to a point where it's, like, pack your shit and leave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to like a woman that he's supposed to like really like <laughs> oh my god so i was like oh, man i'm so bummed they don't have firewall on here he kills someone with a blender nice <laughs> oh my god i wish i but air force one is still pretty good i'm gonna get some good stuff out of that we forgot to mention completely that harrison ford is in uh rise of the skywalker he is for a brief second for like a half a scene yeah and then also the guy who played Wedge came back. Oh, he did? He's, like, in one of the last shots of, like, when the, all the air pilots are oh, coming back. fuck. And Neil pointed that out to me because I thought it was him for a second. But he's like, dude, I want to see the dump truck of money that they put up against Harrison Ford's front door and the guy who played Wedge because he fucking hates star wars <laughs> and they got him back for this somehow i don't know how it happened but seriously yeah the money the money how man. much you how many millions of dollars oh, man it's disney they don't give a shit not anymore <laughs> they do not give a shit uh, but anyway, I think that's all I've been into this last week. Yep. So, uh, JT, if people want to continue the conversation with how much they 
enjoy Rise of the Skywalker yeah. with you. Where and I'm still that? on board for Star Wars. Like Mandalorian is still got me pretty psyched. Yeah. I still need to watch last week's episode. I've heard that's like one of their best ones yet. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't get very far in it, but I probably just watch it when the last one drops and just watch them back to back because it's a two-parter. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'll probably do that then. And the next week is the last episode of it. I know. So. <sighs> Man. Mandalorian. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ask me anything Star Wars at Bucky Furman on Twitter, also Bucky Furman on, on Instagram, and Bucky Furman on Snapchat. Troy, ask me about Doomsday Clock at Troy to the Max. I'll do it very hesitantly, because <laughs> you're already not selling me on this bullshit. <laughs> at uh, Troy to the Max on Twitter. Uh, you can hit us both up at Review Review Pod on Twitter. While there, please vote for the Tournament of Random Movies. Uh, this week, what do we got? Hey, we got Night at the Museum versus The Nutty Professor. Very good. Not The Clumps. <laughs> Not The Clumps. Night- the first one. Yeah, yeah. The good one. The good one. With Miss Purdy. Miss, oh, Miss Purdy. Uh, Her name is Miss Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what you expect. There's an entire scene of just fart jokes. They have a Richard Simmons lookalike in this whole fucking movie, too. That is also Eddie Murphy. He's also Eddie Murphy? <laughs> yes. What? Eddie Murphy goes whiteface in this movie and is the Richard Simmons. I did not know he was the Richard Simmons yes, in this. Yes, I've always known. How did you never know that? You're blowing my fucking mind right now. <laughs> yes, he is. On our episode about Star Wars, you're blowing my mind that Eddie Murphy was the Richard Simmons and Mary <laughs> Professor. <laughs> Uh, all of our episodes are uploaded <laughs> onto reviewreviewpod.podbean.com as well as almost any other podcasting site out there, such as uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. And hey, hey, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, if you rate and review us there, if you like the show, it helps other people find the show as well. Yeah. If you want to write into the show, you're more than welcome to do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Always welcome. Always welcome. Characters welcome. <laughs> USA baby. Uh, what do we What do we got coming up besides the besides Christmas? Well, yeah. After Christmas, we're gonna we're gonna do a good old fashioned shooting the shit. Air That's some right. of our Christmas grievances on all you people. That's right. And uh, maybe a little bit of a teaser. Maybe I'll give my. Uh, Top five best of the decade movies oh my that goodness. I put together. My goodness, because I have a lot of free time at work. You tested, to think about shit. <laughs> tested my knowledge earlier today, and I did not partake in this. That's fine. I ended up having a busier day than I expected. Yeah. Like I went, I went through and just looked at all the movies that came out in the 2010s, and it already like fucked up like my <laughs> list of like the best movies ever <laughs> that we did. Where I already fucked that up because there was like. One's in there that I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely my favorite movie ever. And then, like, looking through this, I was like, oh, fuck. Well, I like this better than this. Ooh. And then it's like, so there you go. So a little, little teaser. All right. For what I uh, what we got lined up for shooting the shit. All right. Sounds great. I'm going to just come fully come? ready. I'm just going to come. <laughs> <laughs> Be a part of the conversation. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that'll be the show. So enjoy uh, your holiday season. Yeah. Enjoy our shooting the shit episode. And then, and then our show after that. 
is the big one. Probably one of the biggest shows we have every year. Biggest show. At least the longest. Definitely the longest. <laughs> we, we almost pretty much say fuck news when we do these. <laughs> yes. But, uh, and it lands like right on New Year's this year, too. Oh, how about it? I'm going to have to get a hold of GHD, because you know GHD, what that means. That's right. We're going to be doing the best of 2019 movies that we've seen. Yep. And uh, I'm going to try and fit a whole bunch in during my break. Okay. I even saw... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it because I want to see it so fucking bad. You ever heard this movie, The Lighthouse? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. I don't know much about it, though. I've heard it's, it's supposed like, to be great. Yeah, it's, it's fucking... Uh, ugh, fuck. Willem Dafoe and uh, fucking Pattinson mm-hmm. in a lighthouse together. And they, like, it goes fucking insane. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm into it. And I want to... I've heard so many good things about it. I want to watch a shit out of it. There's, like, a ton of them that just came out in, like, the last month or so. Yeah. That are, like, making best of lists. I know. Like, I really want to see Uncut Gems. I've heard Uncut Gems is really good. It's by the same guy that did Good Time. Yeah. Fuck. I know. And they're all just in theater. Like, not even, like, in all theaters. Like... In select Yeah, they're, like, in six theaters. And they're (laughs) going to come out after January. I'm like, fuck you! Yeah. So... I love that not uh, our our lists are never usually the same either. I know that's what I love about it. You catch way more movies than me, so oh, I, yeah. I obviously we can only do what we see. Yeah, it's I don't think we did it this year. If we did, I forgot because maybe the blockbuster season came so early. But what we are looking forward to? Oh yeah, and I like. You pick pretty much like a loosey goosey summer oh, I know, schedule, I do, I and I like... go from Memorial Day to Labor Day. <laughs> so, like, I have to make 10 movies out of it. Yeah. And it's usually just throwing in some bullshit ones at the end because oh. I only really ever want to see five. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But yeah, it'll be fun. And I, I love getting GHD in here because he always. I feel like we are kind of similar on movie ideas yeah but he see now that he has like two kids he sees less than i do yeah so he's always like way more interested in what i'm doing <laughs> he's like what the, what is this yeah he was telling me that he's only really missed out on one movie this year though really he hasn't seen knives out and he wanted to check it out shit interesting but, I mean, you could probably bring something up that he's probably never seen. Oh, I'm so sure. I have no idea. I'm sure. But anyway, that's what's coming up down yeah. the pipeline. Yeah, best of 2019. Looking forward to it. Yep. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a great time. Uh, so, until next time, yeah. I have been short of the Max Extreme. Hey, I'm JT3K. And we are off.